stream PCUK. Why, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 154 of Extreme PC UK podcast. Today is the 17th of February 2022. I am Nick, your host, known as Extreme PC UK all over the wide world. And today on the show, that was going so well. I, thought, I was saying it and I was thinking, how professional are you today? <laughs> Who we got? <laughs> Great Gamer 25, here I am. And Claxon. That really was going really well. Like I was, I was thinking whilst I was sat, I was thinking someone's going to hear this and go, they want me on the radio. <laughs> and then I went. You were, just, <laughs> you were just, you were thinking ahead of yourself. That's yeah. all. Nah, never mind. How are you all anyway? You all good? All good. All good. What have I'm you been up to? The, Anything exciting? I mean, Anything in the computer world going down? We need to know about. Playing games. Playing games. That's exciting. Yes, yeah, very exciting. Very, very like. exciting. I played a new game this week, which we'll talk about soon. Uh, and if you're watching on the old Twitch, you'll see that I've actually set up. I've got no headphones on. They're gone. You're coming out of my speakers. I've got the whole boom arm set up now properly. Things are getting better here and it's getting more professional. The only thing's not getting more professional is me. <laughs> and we don't want to be too professional because that, <laughs> that'll mess things up. <laughs> uh, anyway welcome in everybody cheers for all the subs that we've already got as we've come in just in the intro i really really do appreciate them uh let's get into some uh, some bits of announcements that are going on in the community um the first thing we're going to talk about is gaming night uh that's actually this saturday night and it's going to be fours of five i believe so everyone really needs to get if you're going to come to the gaming night you need to get fours of five downloaded you need to play it for about an hour or if not more because I'm assuming the way we're going to play it on the night is going to be um, any category car. So it's going to be the fastest car you can get. So you turn up with a uh, a little Renault Reliant with three wheels and it's not boosted. You're getting left behind. So it won't, uh, matter, uh, it won't matter what car I'm in because I'll just be crashing into everything. So. Oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna do an alien alien fire whatever what is fire team again, uh, are you? Where you come in or Rocket League where you come in Rocket League. and you just become a nuisance in game because you just you ain't got the energy to try. That's not the energy. I stink at driving. I told you way ahead of time. Oh my god! I'll do oh my, my best. God. I'll do my best. We'll see. All right. Well, well, this is open world driving game. Um, you can have any car. You do get, like, different um, categories. So you get, like, A to C, and then you get race versions and stuff. Uh, Clack, you've played it, haven't you? Yeah, I've done, I've, I've done quite a bit of fair hours in that. I've come about eight, nine hours in. Yeah. And I'm, for on, anyone that, I'm on his team. <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, what happens is you do races, open world, and as you win races or you go in races, you get, like, a, um, like, what's, the, what's it called with the arm? You pull it down the way you bet. Uh, slot machine. Like slot machine. Uh, after every race, you can win like random stuff. So it could be a car, it could be clothes. So what the idea is, you play the game and you win a few cars. And what you do is each car you categorize them up to race spec. Once you get them, you, uh, Clax, you know what the highest rating is? Is it you? Game. I'm not an expert. All right. Well, what happens is, say you get like you start the game and you get the crappiest car. It'll be like a C version, and then it will go to B, then it will go to A, and then it will go to race. A. Um, and I think it goes up to you. I'm not sure because I haven't played it that much and I haven't played it for a little while. But we want everybody to get their best car, basically. So go back go to back in the day, get your like Mark II Golf or your Renault 5 Turbo or whatever, kit it up. And then when we get to um, gaming night, we'll all be racing, just everyone will be racing their random cars, which I think will be quite funny. Um, but yeah, that's going to be 19th of Feb, uh, which is, is that this Saturday, is it? It is, it says it there, doesn't it? Um, it does. 
<laughs> at 7 p.m. So if anyone wants to get in that, just get on our Discord. Uh, you can find the Discord at extremepcuk.co.uk, um, and there'll be a link straight for the Discord there. Uh, social night. Social night's when we get drunk. Um, that's on March the 5th at 7 p.m. Did you say you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Some of us so, are more sensible. It, it don't start me. The, the latest one is Yoda. Yoda, if you're listening, mate, go to AA. Because I'll tell you, every time I see that man, he's on the whiskey hardcore. I think his wife yeah, got yeah. left him. He's got 50 bottles, so he has to, you know, <laughs> he has to go through them quick enough. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, the other um, things I need to talk about is uh, I-68. Um, that's all set up. I'm ready to go now. That's I definitely go ahead. I've signed everything. It's all ready. We're all going to be there. Anyone wants to come to I-68, drop me a message in the Discord. There's a room in there. Anyone's got any questions, need answering, what the plan is, how we get there, what happens when we're there, who, what things we do for dinner, anything, where we go drinking, just ask some questions in there. We'll get for that. Right. Have you got any updates for Greybot or not? No, not yet. Uh, it's coming along, though. Uh, Scooby's been pretty busy, so he hasn't had as much time this week. But uh, we will have some more updates. But it is being tested. It's coming along nicely. So can't wait till the finished product. Right, so the grey bot. The grey bot is there. Right, let's get into some news then. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, basically Corona's been around. Not much has been happening. It's been impossible to get hold of parts. Um, you're, I'm hoping that everyone has noticed that in the Discord. Um, I've added in Discord subs that start at like $3. Um, and I really appreciate everybody that's got on board with that. There's, a, there's quite a few people have got on board. If you're a listener of the podcast, but you're not in our Discord, <clears throat> and or you're not part of the streams or anything like that, um, you can just click down underneath the um, in the show notes, and there's a link there if anyone wants to do that. And I really appreciate it. Um, and what I was going to say is hopefully everyone can see it in the Discord. I'm doing a lot more lately. Um, the next new thing I'm going to be doing is, um, because the stream, when I'm streaming on Twitch, I'm streaming Elite most of the time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to be doing some build logs and stuff like that. So I'm going to keep them all into the Discord. So it'll be like pretty random. It'll be like, look, I'm going to go live in five minutes. I'm going to be uh, testing, like doing dry runs for like building stuff, testing parts and bits and pieces. But if you're well into like the PC builds like I am, um, I think it's time to get back on the bike now and start like getting these computer parts put together. Getting I sort of dropped off for a little while. Um, but I'm going to get back on it and we're going to start building stuff. I've got a water cooled PC. Um, well, it's, it might be water cooled. The computer is tiny. Um, so I've got the Lian Lee uh, Q58, I believe it is. It's got like little slots, it's got like four doors on it. It all opens up. Um, I'm going to try and water cool it and do it good. And yeah, we'll go from there. I've got a few parts here. Like I was showing uh, clacks. Has anyone seen one of these before? It does remind me of the golden condoms. It reminds me of a of a waffle with a different color. A gold it's like um that Dutch like biscuit that's like two wafers and caramel. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember Wait, what it's called. A, a frisbee. So yeah, no, just... you muppet. Like I'm building like a. Like... I, I can't remember what they're called. Like stoof waffle. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. You're... I like the way he no, changed his accent. I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't go stoof waffle waffle. It's went, those thin ones, right? Accent. Thin ones that you eat like a chip almost, like a waffle chip. Yes, I forgot what the hell it. they call them. Well but, uh, <laughs> there was a name for them, though. It wasn't the name you said. There was another name for them. Can't think of it. Though. Oh, I know them as 
stoof waffle, but I could Isn't be wrong. Uh, Where's Hans? He's from Belgium, right? I, like, I thought he was going to do it from the Austin Powers, the, the bad guy voice. Austin Powers? You know what I want about? Yeah, I, do, did, did, did I feel like the, uh... there's so many voices in Austin Powers. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know which <laughs> there one is. to use. Did you see yeah. the Austin Powers uh, Super Bowl commercial? No. Oh, they, they brought back yeah, they brought back a lot of people to do some of the commercials of the Super Bowl, and Austin Powers is one of them. Really? And what's his name? Yeah, and he was in there doing his his bit. Yeah, what? All new, all, all new. I mean, you know, new that we know, but it was pretty cool. Hmm. I wouldn't mind talking about the halftime show actually, but only once we've covered obviously PC yes, stuff. Of course. Yeah, we hold that thought <laughs> then. We'll do that in a minute because I've got some questions about that. Yeah. So what I was going to say is basically I'm building a computer at the moment. It's going to be in that little Leanne Lee case, which is pretty cool. Um. I got this processor. This is a 10900K, but it's in this golden case because it's a pre-binned one. So it apparently, apparently, it runs at 5.6, which is pretty whopping. Get course, your AMDs right? on that. <laughs> um, I get my. Wow. I've got a nice little. I will. Brand I will get, get my AMD. AMDs on that. Yes, um, there it is. But yeah, for anyone that's just on the podcast, just listening. It comes in this well cool like gold case, um, which is definitely going to be going on the back shelf there at some point because um, it's like really, really cool. Right. What was you going to say anyway about because um, my point was just literally that I'm going to be doing streams. They're going to be Discord streams, not Twitch streams for um, PC building. So if I'm doing some water cooling or I'm going to be testing any parts, I'll set the camera up behind me there with a table there so I can just turn around to the table. Um, and I'm literally going to start building things. And they might be that I don't, I'm not going like, to build the whole computer in one go. It's just going to be bits and pieces. So it might be like, look, going live for an hour. I'm going to open this case up, see what the motherboard fits like, you know? And then people, all, all of the people in Discord could just come in, have a chat, ask questions, look at the case. Do you know what I mean? I thought that'd be pretty cool. Yep. If, if it I interests so. anyone, that is. Of course it does. But right, yeah, what were you going to say? I saw that. Was it, wasn't it like Snoop Dogg, um, Dr. Dre and Eminem yeah. were back? Dr. Dre and then all the guys that are almost as old as I am singing songs. All the guys that there. survived. I mean, there were some younger <laughs> rap guys, but I'm not into rap. I don't like. Oh, I shut up, Gray. Like... We know you love a bit of rap. Come on, show no, us your moves. Yeah, I like. You were getting two... down. I like about two percent of all rap. The rest of it's garbage. Two percent sounds like a rapper. <laughs> you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But I wasn't. Impre- I wasn't. You wouldn't want to hire him, though, would you? I wasn't impressed with the halftime show at all. Didn't like the sets. Didn't like what was oh, going on. What? No, that's garbage. I think that might be because the, you're 2% rapper. The best, yeah. the best, the 2% best didn't Bowl. show up. <laughs> the best Super Bowl halftime show to date still is the one that Prince did years ago. There's Nobody's beaten that one. That was such a good halftime show. Really? Yeah, yeah but yeah, I think it's... And pretty, pretty I much think that's a matter of opinion, Gray. That was the best. I think if you ask everybody around the world, it's just a bit iconic that you've got all three of them on a stage in the middle of the thing. That's the whole point of this. Of course they're going to do it. It's, it's, I think it's it was great publicity for, like, for, their, for their careers. Why would they not it, do it? It was it big was for their careers. The millennials out there. Hold on, pause. I like the way he said it was big for their careers. Do you yeah. know how big these people are? Yeah, I know how big they are. <laughs> I, also, I also know the Super Bowl is bigger than they are. And that's the reason they're on it. I don't think it is because the Super Bowl is big there, but they're big around the world. I know, but the point is, is that the, the audience that they want is the, is the audience that views the Super Bowl. So when they're asked to come on, believe me, they don't usually turn it down. Do you feel like you're talking to two English guys that don't have a clue about the Super Bowl? You, you don't. That's why. But other than that, it's okay. <laughs> but 
That's how it feels that's, when that's how when I feel when I talk to Americans and they go, "Your little island." I, I was actually cracking <laughs> up because Trevor was texting me at different parts during the Super Bowl because he wasn't understanding some of it. So I'm sitting there trying to explain to him. He was <laughs> laughing, going like, "I don't get it. Why? Why did this happen? Why did that happen?" I'm going like, well, "Here's how it works." <laughs> yeah, it was quite good. It was quite a good final, right? Because you had yeah, it was great ahead and then the other team came ahead yeah. and then vice versa so was, this year has been good. one of the best playoffs and super bowl in a long 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 time because the playoffs were all determined by three points most of the playoff games those are excellent and this one same thing tough yeah so it was great really it was good this year we'll yeah. see about next year but anyway but the super bowl commercials are good they had some really good ones though i love it how YouTube. the super bowl is on and gray's point of focus is the commercials it is, but a lot of people <laughs> tune in just for that. Is it really? They, do. they are good. They usually have a they but well last year wasn't as good. This year was much better. Quality was much better. And if you go on YouTube now, you just YouTube all the commercials from Super Bowl and they have them all edited together. You can see everything. Some are stupid, but but most of them are decent. They're good. And there have been some really good ones here and there. A lot of crypto this year, wasn't there? A lot of crypto advertisement. Yeah, wasn't that weird? There's like a couple of them in there. Yeah, they yeah. crept in there. You see crypto they this, crept crypto in. that. I was like, you, know, you in the crowd going, oh, I do that, I do that. <laughs> I do digital coins. I make a million dollars. No, I don't. Right. <laughs> Let's move on because we've got loads to talk about today. Um, loads. There's lots of stuff. Um, and if anyone wants to talk about uh, the PC that I'm building or anything like that, I've got any questions, add them in and uh, we can talk about that in a little while. Um, Right, uh, yeah, Gray, what's your news, dude? Well, I found this to be very interesting. The Witcher 3 director and other Cyberpunk 2077 veterans who worked for CD Projekt Red have left the company and have now started their own studio called Rebel Wolves. I didn't see that one coming at all. Um, although in the announcement that they made, they seemed to take a couple pokes at CD Projekt Red, Red's uh, business tactics and, uh, how and, their, and their work environment. Uh, so they were saying little things like, uh, we're unified by the mission of putting the team first, always in capitals. They believe that happy people Oof. create great games as they endeavor to revolutionize the RPG, RPG engineer with their first project. So they wanted to make sure they gave a little bit of a dig on CD Projekt Red, and they started their own studios, and they are working on a brand new RPG. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be out for quite a while, but... Uh, I want to follow that because I want to see what these guys do that broke off. Would you I, like to I was get in there that, and be able to see it? Yeah, I'll be driving over to Poland any day now just to go see <laughs> so I don't, I don't think so. Unless they want to be interviewed on our show. Hey, you never know. But yeah, I, comic, I thought that was... Comic said I was, they... I thought, hold on, hold on. Comic said they probably no. left because they finished the Cyberpunk update. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Go but I, I was thinking this might happen, but then it wasn't. So I figured, oh, I guess they're cool. And then all of a sudden this come out and I'm like, wow, okay. And you're talking about about five think think people all together. That's a lot to leave. Especially the director of Witcher Three. I mean, he's big time and he's gone. So, you know, and they're supposed to do another Witcher, supposedly. So they're doing it without him and some of these other people. We'll see. Cool, Clack. Very interesting. I was I was just gonna say, like, um, Gray kind of covered it, but I was like, I wonder what impact there's gonna be on the next Witcher because of that. I mean, I, I, I would, I don't know, man. I don't know if I would want it to. It's not going to say I'm not going to look at it. It's just that I'm very concerned now. Well, they've also said that the new Witcher won't even have Geralt in it. It's supposed to be like Hold a Witcher story. So what they're saying is, because I don't follow this. So what they're saying is, really, they're making a new Witcher, but it's not the Witcher. Right. 
that's what i thought doesn't that really annoy you when games do that like yes oh i love this game it's the best game so what they're basically doing gray is they're making a whole new game that's not going to be up to par as the as the witcher was to start with and they're going to put the title on it just so you buy it i well you know if you want to buy it yeah you will buy it (laughs) i will buy it even though even though you know half the team's left (laughs) well first of all when i when i when i heard that they were going to do one i thought oh they, they, I figured they would probably go back to that after what happened with 2077. But then they start going like, well, Geralt's not going to be in it. And I'm like, well, why is Geralt not going to be in it? Because it's the Witcher universe, because you can be a Witcher. They didn't say it's the Geralt show. They just said it's the Witcher. Do, so, do you reckon the title is going to be not The Witcher? It's going to be Another Witcher. Another Witcher, yeah. So <laughs> I'm sitting there going like, what, not what as do you good. mean? So they're, they're going to go back to the Witcher's universe or, or whatever and try to do something. Less so, it, yeah. I, with, all less. These, with all these go, guys going, I'm really kind of <laughs> concerned that you know they're 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 really getting banged, boy. I tell you, that's not good news for them. But hey, they got a gazillion dollars. What are they worried about, right? <laughs> Man, next yeah, story. I, I mean, it could be. I, it's it's a double-edged sword, right? Because when you have an iconic game like Witcher Three, um, if you don't if you don't take it in a new direction then potentially it's not going to hit the heights of what it did in the original one. Yeah, but but you know what? When I I agree with you, but when I hear people say, well, they have to go in a new direction, and that's fine. If you have good writers... <laughs> you wouldn't have to go in a new oh, direction. Everybody walked out the door. <laughs> no, but when I'm, yeah, exactly. But when, you, but when you're writing, why do you have to not have Geralt? You mean to tell me you don't have enough talented writers or you can't hire enough talented writers that can write a new adventure for Geralt? I mean, look yeah, at but, some of the books, the books and movies and TV shows and everything else that are the the be- the, the good ones, the ones that are well written. They don't have a problem writing stories for the yeah. Characters. But what they're trying to do, they're trying to keep it fresh and new. They, so what they're going to try and do is keep it in the same world, but it might be a backstory of someone maybe that's bad or maybe that someone's because in that world for the Witcher, you've got like all kinds of monsters and beasts and mm-hmm. it could be anything, you know. And it might just be that they they don't want to like Clack says they don't want to keep like taking from the same pot all the time and it, someone's going to try and be like let's switch it up let's do something slightly different um but in the same world you know like look at marvel for instance how many different films and all the different sides there are that would have started off with all these independent films all in the same world and then they sort of thought do you know what let's do this one let's do this one but you still love the fact that when you watch it it's a totally different film but it's it's in the same setting and it slightly connects Right, but they had a whole plan to put all that together and then bring it into. Well, they might have a plan with this. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. I'm gonna do. I just. I'm sorry. I wish you know. If they're gonna do that, then why don't they just do an offshoot and do a small game that that's an offshoot of the Witcher universe? That'd be cool. Uh, Logical Robot says, uh, "I still have 15 hours on Cyberpunk. Genuinely, don't think CD Projekt Red were suited for that genre." Uh, Don't ask Gray these kinds of. Don't ask Gray a question about Cyberpunk. He upset you. I agree with it. I, I agree with you very much. I think it looked beautiful, and there was some some technical stuff that looked gorgeous if you can get in and out of thousands of bugs. But now it's been out for what two years or something like that. Two and years. They finally, and they finally issued the the latest patch that now they say everything is great. Cyberpunk's like, been out uh, for two years. I'm more concerned about really. I think it's been about two. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, it's time flying by, year. man. Year and a half, maybe. If I'm if I'm going too much, but. And and now the patches are out. Now they're going. Now everything is great. Yeah, and we're gonna even um, put a couple more. 
Scooby says uh, they did the same with Dragon Age, uh, changed all the characters, even though it was supposed to be a follow-on. Yeah, yeah, I remember when that some of that some of that happened. I remember but something the... with that game, Dragon Age Origins, was it? And everybody went mad about it for some reason. I can't remember about how poor it was. I can't remember. I vaguely remember. But I remember all the. I don't know, but I remember playing it and thinking it was all right. I played all the Dragon Ages and I liked all of them. Everyone. Yeah. People were complaining to some about Dragon Age Two because there were some things about it that they thought that we would. They went from a more open world to a closed world. Closed meaning. Everything took place in the one city. So people were complaining that the fact that in Dragon Age 2, why did they, why was everything happening in the same city and not outside the city? It was a fair argument. The game was still good, but but I, but I yeah, I get it. That'd be the equivalent yeah. of when they're doing one of them budget movies like Buried Alive or something, and the camera for the whole film is in a box. Well, you know, everybody's into phone the Phone booth. Remember thing. that? Phone booth. The phone booth. Everybody is in in open world now. Everybody likes open world, so you know, depending on the game. But everybody's into it now, so it's all going that way. In they fact, are into from, it, but I'd say it's more of a better business model. Probably. I mean, I enjoy it because I like to run around and explore and, and and look for things, you know, and stuff. So it's okay with me. But uh, from what I heard, although I have not played the game, it's not out yet. But Elden Ring comes out on the twenty fifth, and from what I keep on hearing, it's a wide open world, but like Dark Souls. So I'm like, all right. So that means we're going to run around an open world, which would be cool, and you can collect things. That's cool. Uh, but then when you meet the bosses, you can't kill them and you die. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I'm like, is that supposed to be fun? I, I can run around and, and, and just avoid the boss, but that won't work, right? So uh, in fact, it was funny. I was having an off-camera off uh, discussion with Hans about that. And I said, so Hans, if you hate the if if you hate that game like I do, because I do not want to die a million times, I mean, you have no choice but to go to a cheat code just so you can sit there and beat the guy up and see what happens and learn something from it. And he said, yeah, you're right. And then that's the only real fun you can get out of it because why why do you want to die a hundred times? I'm not playing a game that would die a hundred times. Sorry, you know. So I'll use the cheat code at that point and beat the crap out of him and then go on to the next thing. <laughs> but at least I learned something. Yeah, you know. Um, cheers, anyway. cheers, Irish Guardian for that sub prime. Thirty-four months, dude. Really appreciate that, man. Cheers. Hope you're well, man. Um, sorry, just to cut in there, Gray. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Scooby said um, that Dragon Age Two. Some of the dungeons were exact mirror reverses of others. Uh, so you kind of knew what was around the corner before you got there. I can't remember. It was far too long ago for me. Um, it was a while ago. But after it was done, and they went into the next one, then we're, everything was was good again. And now they have the new one they're working on, which has been a long time coming. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I honestly feel like, I don't, and this might just be me, I don't know, but I feel like I don't really look out for new games at the moment. I couldn't tell. I know, like, Gray, you put in the Discord a list. Mm -hmm. These games are all coming out, and you're looking forward to them. Um, I'm quite content now, and I think that what's I think what's changed my way of thinking is Xbox Game Pass. And I know we talk a lot sure. about it. We're not affiliated with them or anything or anything like that. We're not like selling for them or anything, even though we're always talking about Xbox Game Pass. But good. I don't really look for new games or wait for new games to come out. I just every now and then I'll finish a game, I'll click Xbox Game Pass and be like, in that top section, I'll be like new games listed. There's like five spaces in there for five games, and I'll just every, once a week I'll click that and say, is anything new out? And I'll be like, oh, I'll play that. Um, and so I don't really need to do anything else, if you know what I mean. And that's just the way I am now. Well, the only reason I put that list up, believe me, when I put that list up, I take a look at it and I go like, have I heard of these games before? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. 
no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, to be fair, I really like indie games. Like, I think indie games have got so much passion in them compared to a AAA. You go to a AAA, it's the same thing all the time. You know, I, I find that with a AAA game, I get bored quicker, even though it's much bigger and well done. I get mm-hmm. bored quicker because it's so... It's like so, like... What's the word for it? You know what to expect. You know what's coming and you know what you're getting and then you get it and you're like, I'm a bit... It's almost like you just want to sort of go, oh, I'll come back to that later on. But with an indie game, you sort of... Like the game I'm going to talk about tonight as well, it's just so different. And the thing is, don't get me wrong, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I'll get to that in a little while. Um, but yeah, go on to your next bit of news anyway. All right, next news I thought was kind of interesting. It says Valve partners up with iFixit to sell replacement parts for the Steam Deck. What's and that? the thing that I was I, I yeah, just I missed believe, that. Um Yeah, it's very interesting. They they basically partnered up with them. Do you know what iFixit so is? That, yeah, iFixit fixes uh, iPhones and other and other. Do you get them in America cetera, as well? Yeah, sure. Really? And we and they're worldwide. Because they started off, the place, I saw yeah. them in London as a little shop, and I thought, oh, I bet they get a lot of um uh, I, I thought to myself, I bet they get a lot of uh, customers in London. Like, you just go down in lunch break and say, can you just fix my phone? I'll pick it up tomorrow. No, oh, yeah. Um, they do a lot of phones, but they do other electronics, too. They do tools as well and all that in there. Um, yeah. Oh, go on. That's why, that's why I was... I, I actually think this is a very good move, because for them to do that means what? That means if you need a part and you want to fix it yourself, you can. If you don't want to fix it yourself, you can bring it into them, and they'll fix it and hand it back to you. Cool. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty... Pretty good. Just before the you other thing go, that, but I, hold on. Just before you but, go into it, I just want to say uh, mm-hmm. thanks to Cider Bob. Just gifted two tier one subs um, to Tova and to uh, Vasir. Um, so cheers for that, Cider Bob. Really appreciate that, man. Cheers, dude. Uh, and now people are doing like hype trains. So we'll get back to it in a minute after you talk about hype that. Train. Great. Cheers, everyone. So the so the other thing that I liked was that they created a video, and basically it's a video that shows the whole teardown of the of the Steam Deck, every single part. And you can find this on YouTube. I'm like, really? And so now you can see it. Every single part is spread out and taken apart. So you see everything that's that's in, involved in the piece. And so you can go back to it and look at it. And maybe maybe if you want, you can fix it yourself if something happened. Hmm. Um, but I thought that was really good. I liked the, the video was really cool. And I liked the idea of being able to bring it to iFix it and say, hey, man, I don't know how to fix this, fix it. Because if you're going to invest 300 and whatever dollars for this thing, yeah, It'd be nice to know you can get it fixed. But what else will happen with that if they've broken it down and showed you like all the inners of it? Um, mm. Obviously, it's got thumbsticks and stuff like that on it, hasn't it? Um, I bet you they actually start bringing out loads of modifications for it as well. Sure, that'd be cool. Imagine people modding, and of course, the warranty will then be. <laughs> yeah, it'll good. be like going back to the old Nokia's where it's like, oh, I've got the see-through front, see-through back of all the lights in it, and the aerial that flashes. Do you remember that? Did you used to have I mean, that what, or not? Yeah. Well, what'll be cool is if the, if you're right, then we're gonna see some Steam decks with all these little whatever that they do to it. Yeah. Um, maybe bigger memory or I don't know, who knows? Or maybe they'll have blinking RGB lights on it or something. Yeah. That they put in it. I mean, it should be kind of interesting. So I, it's a smart move though for Valve, just so people know that that if they have a problem and they drop it or whatever, it can be fixed. Nice. This has um, come about because legislation, particularly in Europe and the UK where it tends to be more progressive around right to repair, right? So uh, companies in certain parts of the world are basically being forced to do this. Yeah, I heard uh, about this. Because what happens happens is companies like Apple force you to use their own own 
uh, fixing services, right? And you have to buy the extended warranty with them. And they don't really give the consumer's choice. They don't really have an open platform. So right. it's really good to hear that, that, that happening. But, but I, think it's, I think there's definitely... North America's less... North America, I'm generalizing here, tends to be a little bit more biased towards the business and less the consumer. But in Europe, I find it's a little bit more consumer biased. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that's influenced this. Do you know what I think is a crazy... I'm not going to complain about it because I like it. But what I think is a crazy um, law from their, from business side is that you can send anything back within two weeks. I think that's crazy. Because when you think about it, when you get something um, and you say, say I bought a motherboard and I was like, actually, I don't want this. I'll send it back. And you've got the rights to send it back for no reason. Um, obviously, that, that board can't then just go straight back on the shelf. It has to be properly be repackaged and everything. So it's like the process, you know, is I just find it amazing that, that, that that's the law, you know. Well, on the other side, it might force the manufacturers to put out quality stuff because they don't want to come back. That's true. So that would be an advantage for us. I think that probably was the reason, I would think, hmm. that they did it. One thing they do over here uh, in the states, or not every state adopts this, but there's several states that have adopted a policy where uh, people are complaining about the fact that they can't fix their own cars anymore, that they yeah. should be allowed to be able to fix their own cars, they should have schematics, blah, 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 to do whatever they want. And some states actually passed a law that said that they must provide the consumer with the information so that they can fix it if they want. But that happened, that happened over here. The first car that done that was a smart car. Um, and for smart, what they did is, you know, the sump plug on your uh, sump of your engine, they took mm -hmm. the sump plug away and they brought these machines so you, in that have to suck like the oil vacuum. out. Yeah, that the vacuum sucks the oil out from the top so that you can do it. Um, and yeah. everyone went, it went mad about it. And I used to, because I'm not a qualified mechanic, I used to work in a garage, yeah? And we used to get them come in. And what we'd do is we'd drill a hole in the sump and put our own sump plugs in for people. Um, and be like, don't send it back to them. Give it to us. We we'll do it, <laughs> and we we'll drill it out on that. Um, but yeah, that, that there's a lot of people. I think the reason over there, Gray, why it's a lot worse for you over there is because I know in America your engines they're like crate engines, aren't they? You buy them and they come in a box and they fit all different cars. You you literally have this like if you had like a certain car, you could be like, yeah, it's got this engine from blah 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 in it because they just drop in. It's just a mounting system that's different. Um, and obviously, all-wheel drive, big, big engines, and I think that's why over there it's more like that because here it's it's well, our cars are all small. We don't have like massive cars with massive five-liter engines. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the part of the thing over here with the car manufacturers, especially, is that because everything is so computerized now in cars, they kind of figured out no one's going to want to fix it because it's yeah. going to be too difficult. And yet, you have smart people that yeah, I would like to fix it, and I'm smart enough to do it. So give me a break and let me do it. And so so they've had to relent in certain I'm a mechanic and, and I wouldn't do it. I mean, it is pretty <laughs> wild. I mean, I mean, I I go back to when I had cars back in the like 70s and stuff and you always were able to tear apart a car and put it back together again if you wanted. Yeah. Now it's like I I wouldn't even attempt it. It'd be like, "Nah, I don't think so." But I see it when you had all your old carburetors and stuff like that and you could tweak yeah. them and clean them and you know, it yeah. was fun to take it apart. It wasn't went too much. You take it apart, clean it all up, put it all back together, yep. and and you'd feel the difference and stuff. But now, you know, putting twin I remember carbs my, uh, stuff. my my uh, father used to own a year many many years ago. Used to own a Model A Ford. You're talking about the old cars, right? And he said those engines were so small and had so many let only a few parts. You just eh, 
and he just put the other yeah. he just bolt he bolt the other little piece on and take off. Well, for about for about three years, I ran a VW specialist garage for camper vans and Beetles. Have you ever oh, seen yeah. have you ever seen an engine in one of those? Only has two, yeah, yeah, yeah. the loom only has two wires. <laughs> you could change an engine. They do competition, change an engine. You can change an engine in about ten minutes. Oh wow! It's on four wild. bolts. It just you just put a trolley underneath it. You take the four <laughs> bolts off and you just lift the car up and you wheel it out. You put the next one in onto the four bolts, do them up, put the two wires on your way. Like it's wow. really really simple. Um, That's crazy. But they do have some crazy faults on them. Like the fuel cable goes uh, across to the hot part of the engine. And if you get a fuel leak, that's why they always set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but they are, they're really cool little cars, though. But um, right, anyway, let's get back to the gaming well, anyway. What's your next bit of news? We've well, got since we were talking about well PC track. Game Pass, right? Uh, PC Game Pass likes to announce games in the middle of the month instead of telling you in advance it's going to happen. That's the only thing that's sometimes annoying. But anyway, uh, PC Game Pass is going to get Total War Warhammer 3 which is a brand new game, and that's coming in uh, this month. In fact, it should be out any, any day now. Uh, they've added some other games too, but some of them are not as well known, but uh, RoboQuest is coming, Galactic Civilizations 3, which I've heard of actually. Uh, that's a 4X game. Uh, that's coming. Um, an old game, Alice Madness Returns, which is actually a good game. I played, played a little bit of it. Uh, is also coming to Game Pass. Uh, Do you know what I thought was is... funny here? Mm-hmm. You you skipped one piece of news, but I thought that bit of news was much more exciting what? than the PC Game Pass bit of news. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm but going it's underneath in order. it. <laughs> what are you talking I'm getting there. Oh, right. I'll get it there. No, oh, so now that, now that you want to get the I think you're talking about story, a different bit to me. No, no, I just didn't put it in order because you had mentioned oh, PC right. Game Pass. So you, I, oh, right. Fair I enough. moved it up. Sorry about that. I didn't want to throw you off. You actually looked at the I'm notes this time. I'm amazed. Man, I'm putting numbers on these notes. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you don't even pay attention to the oh, notes. No. And now all of a sudden it's like, Ring. Well, what concerned me was, is the bit of news you're going to talk about in a minute, I'm pretty excited about. But I thought, oh, he skipped right. it. He's not going to do no, it. No, no. I don't skip oh, anything. I'll let you off. I'll let you off. Um, I, I will go into that one. So Bioshock movie is finally on the way from Netflix. And they've talked about Bioshock movie for a long time now. Like at least a decade. I've never even and heard about suppose- it. Oh yeah, I've heard it mentioned off and on many times. And but now that seems that they're they're serious, and Netflix is going to go ahead with it. Uh, they're get they're they're trying to uh, put things together now and see who they're going to be hiring to do it. So apparently, it's going to be a real thing. And be from what I understand, that. well, they said they don't want to just do just one. So what they want to do is they want to do Bioshock, you know, the first movie, and kind of pattern it from the games and then do the second and then do a third that's my missus so favorite game of all time well then she's gonna like and whilst, these, well carry on we... talking about it i'm gonna show you something that i've got from bioshock which is pretty cool which is in my bathroom one minute i'll get it you carry on talking okay <laughs> so clax what do you think about that bioshock movie i mean that's pretty good news uh i have i have a prediction that the rock will be in it because the rock is in everything maybe he'll um He'll play the big daddy character. Yeah, um, maybe he has, to, he has to be in that suit, you know, with the big helmet and the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he might, he might be the only character or actor who could actually wear that thing and move around. How <laughs> <laughs> exactly. do you think about it? That's that suit's awfully large. I mean, how are you going to move around with that thing? I'm just trying to think of other. I guess The Witch has been a huge success, right? Where you sure. take the the book, the game, and take it into the the film world. One thing that was a flop. A big flop was when uh, Warcraft decided oh, to make right. a film. That yeah. was 
really really not good and they had to cut they they try to rescue the film i, I really wanted that to be good because i wanted to see it i thought that would have been cool and it, yeah you're right just kind of eh. so yeah but, i'm just one other things i'm just trying to figure other games that there's there's been uh film or tv adaptations for well a lot of things have been happening now wheel of time which is based on books is also out on amazon that's really good i've enjoyed watching that so they're they're, they're Look, they're hitting the genre hard. They want to do all these sci-fi, sword and sorcery, supernatural things. And so they're really going to the books to find out what they can do. I even heard rumors, I don't know how true it is, that The Expanse has been off now for, you know, it's the sixth season, it's gone. But now they're talking about possibly coming out with TV movies to work on the following couple books. So they're always looking for the next big thing, you know, to be another uh, Game of Thrones, The Witcher did it. It doesn't mean everything will hit like those did yeah, yeah. but hey i more power to you try it i mean amazon wasn't expecting wheel of time to do that well and it did very good so although i keep hearing the new one that's coming out real soon at the uh what is it the um oh lord of the rings the uh, tv series lord of the rings is coming and i've been hearing lots of not so good stories about it so we'll have to see what's going on it's a I'm, dog I'm you back. can't see this lady and gentleman but there is a dog here. he does have a very cool dog yeah, he's a he's he's a handsome fella. What is he? He's a Shiba in you. I'm not sure if you ever met him. No, we've never I seen him. I, I, I can't even pronounce Shiba Shiba Inu. Is that it? His name his name's Alfie. That's easier. Alfie. <laughs> That's my problem. I want a name. dog like Alfie. <laughs> but anyway, look, whilst he's got well, his show dog. Me, show me the Bioshock. What do you got? So my missus loves Bioshock. Um and like we have got the books and everything for it like um but in my bathroom on the wall this is what i have i've got to try and keep the light off of it oh yeah yeah cool it's just metal neat. oh yeah it's a metal plate i can see to... why you have it in the bathroom yeah because <laughs> so, it's kind of like well she's in water you well, know if so you have you played bioshock um clax oh god many years ago on the xbox i think yeah, so Bioshock's, um, it's about Rapture, which is a place, like a, a whole world that's under the sea. Um, and it's got a really weird feel of like being like vintage, but also uh, steampunk, you know? And Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, and you work your way you work your way through and it's it's a really good game. My mum says loves it, but to anyone that's just listening, I've got like a metal Rapture like thing that goes on my bathroom wall, which is really cool. Um and it's quite funny because I ran downstairs to get it and my daughter was in the bath. So I had to like go, quick, get me the thing. And she's like, I can't find it. It's dark. So I was scrambling <laughs> around for it. It's on the wall. Get it off the wall. But um, what I was going to say to you to you guys was um, something that I find quite funny. And it's a new up and coming thing is obviously you see in a lot of um, like versions of games, but in movies now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, film used to be bigger than gaming. And apparently gaming's now bigger than film and movies and stuff, yeah? Yeah, and it totally And so yeah. what they're trying to do is, do you think it's like a way to adapt? You know, you've got to adapt to carry on being big at something. So what they're doing now is they're seeing the biggest games and they're bringing the films to make money off the games, not the other way around. It used to be that if there was a film, a game would be made and they would use to make money out of making a crappy game that's on a film like Robocop. Yeah. Like in the right, 80s, right. Robocop, buy it, Batman. E.T. Yeah, all of them. E.T., they got all dumped in right. the desert. Some of the old, uh, <laughs> old James Bond games that were bad. You know, yeah, they always try to do something. You know, but You're it's right. like the tables have turned now. Now it's, 
you you get um, a game, and if it's a big game, they want to make a film about it, which I think is amazing because it's like all these films. That, there's something about a gaming film. You see it, and you're like, oh, that's that's part of this area where I walk through. You know, that's the weapons. Like the only thing I do you know what I haven't seen in The Witcher though. I can't recall seeing him carrying the two swords. He's only ever got one sword on him, and he. No, he's got two. Is he? Because he's meant to have the solid silver sword. Sometimes, but... sometimes, he, sometimes he doesn't have both. Sometimes he has one and the other one's on the horse. Oh, um, right. Because they it's, didn't... It's probably because it's a little cumbersome to, for but the But did you notice they didn't really make a deal, a big deal, about his swords being one's normal and one's for, like, spiritual? Well, well, one is for monsters and, and one is for humans. That's what it really is. Human-type characters that are killed with one sword... And I believe the silver sword is for the yeah. It's for monsters. like it's for like all the monsters, like monsters, vampires yeah. and whatever. Well, so the on. the other thing that I that I kind of missed in the first season is he didn't use a lot of his uh, mystical powers because mm. he has you know where he does the signs. It was very little of that in the first season, but luckily in the second season they brought some of that back and he used different different. Yeah, well, signs. I haven't he seen, I haven't finished it yet. It. I'm still watching it. My missus sort of got a bit bored of it. She sort of fell off and was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch it anymore. Um, and well, that's I'm, why you got to have your hours on the TV, and she has her hours on the TV. That's well, how it I've works. got another TV um, I can watch it on, but I just ain't got hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, but um, yeah, carry on. Um, what's your next thing? Uh, I like oh, I like the next it. bit. Yep, we already went through all four stories, so we're uh, we're good. Yeah, oh, the next... the next bit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wanted to show off this thing. I don't think I'm going to see on the camera really well, but we'll see if you can see this. But basically, this is a really cool Star Trek mug. More that of the looks very high series. quality. It is a very a really nice. It has the, this album right, uh, the emblem right here that you see for command, which yeah, is yeah, it's a 3D. This is raised, yeah. You know, and these are the these are the exact stripings that went on the uniform in the original series, and I thought that was really cool. And um, so Eric Hahn, uh, one of our community members, sends me two Star Trek mugs. Well, first he says, "I need your address again because I'm sending you something." I'm going like, "What? Uh, that's really nice of you, but what are you sending?" I don't. No, no, I have to send it. You'll see. And so the box arrives, and I end up seeing these two mugs. And I'm going like, "Wow, that's so nice!" So I, I learned the about me and Claxon for a second there. So Eric goes and tells me the backstory <laughs> to it, and he said he was in a store apparently, and they wanted to throw these out. What? Yeah, and I'm going like, "Toss them out!" I said, "Are you kidding me?" He he said, and he said, "F that, I'll take them." <laughs> really? So Just yeah, show us the other one. I liked the other one better. Oh god, the other one's in the kitchen. I'm Cause, sorry. Cuz the other one's like Spock, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What it is and I, and I'm sorry, I'll show it next time. But what it is is instead of the gold for command, uh, captain, it's the blue for the science officer. But the really cool thing is instead of this handle being round, it's a pointed ear. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really it cool. It looks really cool. cool. Yeah, I really and like the glasses them. are really, really high quality. I mean, I'm not kidding you. For, Excellent high if, quality. If anybody just listening wants to see them, just check the Discord cuz of uh Grace put pictures in there. Um yeah, there's you a can picture. see them there. Right. But that was very nice. Thanks much, Eric. Uh, Claxon, what news have you got, mate? One little piece. One um, little piece. Yeah, I thought I don't think this will necessarily be like wonderful news for this community, but I thought it was so really why interesting. It? Why are you bringing it for? Um, <laughs> because it's like pretty big PC news. Um, this guy so basically, and now news that's not for PCs. <laughs> Hey, at least I'm consistent. You are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, obviously, Google have what they call is Chrome OS, which is an operating system, uh, which is bare basics. I've never used Everyone's it. Everyone's heard of it. 
No, neither have okay. I. Obviously, most people. Is it wouldn't. an OS you can uh, actually uh, install onto a proper PC? Like, if I built a PC, or is it more of a iPad was for their, app uh, sort of? I thought it was for their net their netbooks, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Chrome. it's. It all depends on the requirements uh, that you can run it on. It's cross device, so you can use it like it's an operating system that you can use on like their tablet and uh, laptops, which are often called netbooks. Um, it's very light. And it doesn't require like high-end hardware. It's more low-end. Okay. And it's aimed at like obviously all the apps generally sit on the web. It is, they don't so really a... use a lot of processor power, right? It's basically a browser um, and an app pad. Then yeah, it's not exactly with some basic probably mobile games that are kind mm. of hacked for that system. But the reason I mention it because I think this is pretty cool is they've built it now in a way where they can kind of rescue really old hardware and actually install this OS on really old PCs, and even MacBooks, life. and it brings the device back to life. And you, you think about situations where maybe, like, you've got kids. Yeah. You've got an old laptop in the cupboard. You know that, like, it won't operate on the, the operating systems it, it's on now and be super slow and sluggish. It's pretty cool that you can bring that back to yeah, life. But there is one uh, other item as well that brings computers back to life. Um, what's it's, called, that? it's called the plug. No, it was called the <laughs> SSD. The SSD. Um, if you went for, um, not so much now because people don't use them so much, but if you had an old laptop um, that was really slow, because the main thing with the old laptops is that you'd, go, you'd switch the power button on, wouldn't you? And you'd go and do a cup of tea and then you'd come back and then it might have started up. But... Um, yeah, lots of people would use a, a, an SSD because obviously it's much faster and put that in because it's obviously the same size as a laptop hard drive, so it fits in nice. Um, mm -hmm. And what a lot of people would do is they'd upgrade their SSDs into their laptops and it would lease a whole new lease of life for them because it's, it would work fast, you know? And then, so, you know, put, a, put an SSD and that on there, then you're cooking with gas. Cool. Yeah. And we expect you to build one of those one day, uh, uh, Nick. Build one? It's just <laughs> plugging in two parts. It's not even plugging yeah, in can, one of them. Can, it's just loading it. Show, yeah, but you can show people how to do it. Go find an old laptop. I'll tell you what, the, says, only thing I was really, the only thing I was really interested in doing was building a Steam, Steam box with the Steam OS on it. But I've never got around to doing that. And the, the OS that I've got is probably five years old now. So it probably wouldn't be worth it. You know, just take, just take you, a Steam Deck and shove it in a box. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say to you. With the Steam Deck, have they made the OS on that Steam Deck available to everyone? So could uh, I, so, you, mean, you mean separately? I don't think so. Yeah, because it's not think... a full version of Windows on there, is it? Or is it? No, but you can bork it and put Windows uh, 11 on it or 10 no, on it. No, but what I'm saying is, like, th there's always been a big debate where Apple, you get the OS for free. Yeah. Uh, mm. With Windows, you've always paid for the OS. But if um, this Steam, if this Steam, um, what do you call it? What's it called? Steam Deck uh, comes yeah. out. If it's got an OS that's widely available to reinstall yourself, that could be like using um, a more up-to-date Steam box. I mean, as far as I understand it, the Steam OS is strictly for Steam Deck. They'll update it through the Steam Deck, but it's not a separate item that you can just take and do whatever it with. But... It's you know, cause it could be I've a secret never... way Valve's trying to come back from oh, uh, yeah. getting Compete it all with Windows. Nah. <laughs> I think, uh, do you know what? I reckon if someone came out with a really stable gaming platform with nothing on it, 
yeah, apart from for gaming, I reckon a lot of people would leave Windows and they made it free or in-app purchases for something. Well, didn't they try that with Linux and they still claim that that's the store, that's the way it is with Linux? Yeah, the problem with Linux is it's, the problem with Linux is, is it's like an open source, so they're all there's loads of versions of it, um, yeah, and is. it is very light, but there's just not enough people developing games for it. That's the issue. But if it was something that was on a widespread big company doing it, you know, who knows? Yeah, I don't. Nobody will take the plunge because they're they're afraid to do something like that. Every now and then, the world changes and something comes along yeah. and changes something forever. You know, Nokia, then the iPhone. You know, things do. Who ever thought Nokia's were going to disappear? Oh yeah, and people used to carry the Blackberries around. They thought they were Blackberry. The... I'd had one for ages. I never had one of them. I thought the screen that was, was the pathetic. Right, but that was the go-to business phone for a long time. Really? They Someone goes, think, I got a yeah. Blackberry. I'd be like, yeah, all right. Well, I wouldn't tell back anyone. Back then, though, it was it was it was the thing, and then they didn't. Then they thought it would never get unseated, and then yeah. that we know what happened there. So I hear they're making a comeback. Irish says, "Is that the Nokia?" Because they they did make a comeback, but I don't think they actually got back. They sort of got halfway. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been called a Nokia back, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, um, anything else, Clax? That was me on the news. Um, obviously, I've got a big game to talk about. But... Yeah, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about your game first and then we'll go to my game because your game is much bigger in the news. Um, so go for it. Because you always get, I feel sorry for you, but you always get stuck at the end and then Grey don't stop talking, I don't stop talking. And what? then what happens is what? you you end up losing out on your game every week. <laughs> it's all right. Can't help, play, can't help me play this crappy game. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. wow. I'm going to be upset if you people are saying that. You're going to be. <laughs> so... This wasn't on my radar at all. Uh, my dog won't be quiet. I think he needs a walk, but he's obviously not going to get one for a couple of hours. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of people, I wasn't. This game wasn't at all my radar. It actually got advertised to me, and I presumed it was like a mobile kind of RPG, like yeah. East Asian style. So I kind of ignored it. Um, and then I think Comic and a couple of others were in the gaming channel, and they were talking about giving it a try. Um, so I went on Steam and found out it was free to play. So I downloaded it. The game's called Lost Ark, and it's basically an MMO that is new to North America and Europe, but, but it's actually been out for three or four years in... Yeah. I think it's a Korean game. Yeah, uh, before um, you... I've got a question for you just before you go into any more details. Um, how do you feel about seeing a game that people are playing, seeing that the world's finding it very good, but then it's free to play. What's your views on that? Oh, I could go into a lot of detail with this. So like my, before I got into the, the, before I looked into it, I was like, Oh, um, Eastern MMO free to play. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of, um, hacking kind of, there's going to be a lot of like, um, pay to win, pay to progress in there. Um, which apparently there is in the Korean uh, version of the game because there's less, and this is just assumptions and very subjective, but I don't think there's as much control by the government and by legislators to kind of uh, protect that, protect yeah. consumers from that kind of style. So the, one of the reasons it's taken such a long time to get it into the North American and European market is because culturally we... Um, just have a different perspective on on that right um 
you know, using your credit card to make progress in game. There is some features in the game um, where, you know, you've got your typical kind of skins, um, but it's very complex. And I don't think the, the kind of premium paying for the surface is any, I don't think it's any good until you get to end game. If you start paying then, then you're going to get a lot more value uh, for what you're paying for. But just to level up to level 50, the free to play is absolutely fine. So is that how it's is that how it's marketed then? It's free to play up to level 50 and then you pay to go? No, you could technically get by and play end game for free. But um, I think by the time you, if you're someone that's getting to end game on an MMO, you're pretty committed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about all the hours yeah. that go in. So. I, I think what they do is they just advertise those things more to appeal to those people who have really committed to end to the end. Um, yeah. You just get they just do things like you you pay for their premium service and you get more you get more choice in where you can travel. They take some of the the stuff that takes a long time in the game. Yeah. Out. Because a lot of if time, you pay for it. A lot of the time in the games, what they do is they they and I don't know if they did this on World of Warcraft. They um restrict how much you can carry and you pay to open up your backpack space or it will be yeah. something like when you build stuff or make stuff they allow you to make more so you don't technically it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not paid to win but it's like paying to shorten time you know yeah um, it's exactly that they do all sorts of things like there's a character cap on free to play. You get the premium service. You can have more characters. All sorts of things that they 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 kind of sprinkle it into. See, uh, see, I and it doesn't. Sorry, go, go on. on. I was just going to say, I, I I sort of feel like with these, when I see a free to play game straight away, I feel only half committed to playing that game because I feel like at which point are you going to take me for a ride here? Uh, some <laughs> at some point something's going to happen where it's even going to be a paywall. Or there's going to be someone in game that's paid and got everything, you know. So I'm sort of like, when I go into them games, like the, this game's very much like Diablo, like top down. And when I've played Diablo, I've paid for the game up front. So it's like, I know that I'm getting the full game and nothing's going to yeah. change along the way. But with this, I was sort of like, hmm, is it going to be that I play it for two hours and then it's something happens and I go, right now I've got to pay this or I'm not getting any further, you know? Yeah, well, I'll talk a little bit more about how I've been finding it, but um, it's, like I said, an MMO. It's got all of the kind of PvP versus PvE stuff. Um, it's got dungeon, it's got raids. Um, I really enjoy the combat element of the game. Yeah. Um, the thing that, that kind of threw me off to begin with is, is it has that isometric viewpoint that some games have, like Diablo. Yeah. Um, and I felt at first that that wasn't super immersive, but as I've got into the game, I've kind of been dropped into scenarios and instances where it's a lot more, there's like cinematics Yeah. and it's the, and the, the problem I've had with some MMOs in the past, I don't know if any of the, the people listening will find this, but like with Final Fantasy and World of Warcraft, I always felt like there'd be a scene or a storyline that would like end up being some type of big war okay but it never felt like a proper war because there was never enough npcs it always felt like really sprinkled and spread out and you wouldn't really feel that yeah. immersive of like loads of people going to war yeah yeah um i assume because of you know the the, the graphics and the load the on the server and blah, blah, blah. this is very different it has like a lot more 
npcs um it's just it it's a lot more immersive when you go into that ba- those battle scenes yeah um you... it one of the things i like about it is it feels like it's taken all of the best bits from a bunch of mmos over the years and kind of put it into the game and got bit got rid of like the the bits that maybe people haven't liked in the past um it's very very deep like i was expecting it like you, you kind of alluded to nick like is this a mobile game it says it's an mmo it feels quite new but like this game has skill trees armor upgrades gemming you actually can build individual reputation with npcs it's got a whole built-in card collection really um that has a little bit of a, an impact on your character's um, skills and power. Um, I've been, I've been, I think I'm about only six or seven hours because I haven't had a lot of time in the last week, and it's only been out since I think Feb 11. Yeah. Um, but if you're someone who likes MMOs, uh, particularly kind of Eastern Japanese style, um, I highly recommend giving this a try. You've got nothing to lose; it's free to play. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Like uh, it's really it I went in with really low expectations, so maybe Yeah, well that's because what, I had low expectations, I you, didn't yeah, have you nothing thought it to was lose. Bad. What what view do you play in? Cuz obviously like you said with the cameras, you can you can be zoomed out like Diablo from top or you can like roll your your mouse and you'll you'll come down and be in like a 3D looking from the side very close. I found that I really didn't like that camera view. I only played it from as far out as possible. Um and I only played it because it was like Diablo or Path of Exile. Um, and when I played it, I only done to the tutorial where you're sort of learning the controls and stuff like that. And one thing I was going to bring up, and we're actually going to talk about later on, is I'm left-handed. Uh, and a couple of people that are playing it are left-handed. But I don't have an MMO mouse that's left-handed, which we're going to talk about later. Um, so my first worry when I got into this, because what happened, I was playing Elite Dangerous and the servers went down. So I said, Do you know what? I'm going to try it. So we put it on. Um, And the problem I had is, was the controls. Because on this, it's a click to move, isn't it? So you sort of click around the map, he moves around. um, And the way it works is, you have like six keys for abilities. And what you find yourself doing is, you'll be pressing one, two, three, four, five, or six. And as they time out, they load back up, you press it. And you basically keep doing combinations of these crazy different moves. Like one will be spinning round, which you hold down the button. One will be like a massive push or a sword swipe. Um, And what I found I had to do to play the game was I had to push my keyboard all the way away from me so that my hand was actually at the other side of the keyboard. Um, And it was very easy for me to miss buttons because I couldn't see what buttons and I couldn't feel what buttons they are because obviously it's, it's alien to be my hand at the other end of the keyboard. And then somebody came up in the Discord and said, you know what, use a controller. And then so I thought, you know what, I'll try it. And this this is just baffling for me. It's like playing Diablo on a controller, which is just weird to think about. But I actually done it, and it was so much easier because the controls are so different. It's, it's left stick to move around. Um, and then you can just press your buttons to just do the specials. And because you've got the buttons on the back of the key of the joypad sticks and that, it's just a simple button press, and I found that much, much easier. And when I brought up the subject in Discord, a few people were saying, yo, I play it on the, ki- on the joystick, because you can sort of, like, do you know what? I haven't been playing a lot of games where I'm at my keyboard. I've been playing a lot of games where I've been sitting in my, like, sitting back here with my, with my joysticks, my joypad. Um, 
And I found that that was much, much easier in this game. I wondered if you two yep. had tried it with it or not. Yeah, like I think a couple of podcasts ago, I was talking, someone asked me about um, controllers with WoW. And I mentioned that WoW, it's not very good, but Final Fantasy's implementation of that is really good. And I'd say Lost Ark is as well. Mm. Like I'm like you, I, I'm at my desk all day. And at the end of the day, sometimes I don't really want to be hunched over my keyboard. Like yeah, I want to put get the neck seat ache that, back like, sitting over for and so relax. Long. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, I've tried the controller too. Um, and it's a really good implementation. So you can totally get by. Uh, I think there are probably small advantages to being on keyboard, but I think you you have those advantages in most games with keyboard and mouse, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's available. Oh, sorry, Gray. No, I was saying it depends on the keyboard and mouse you have too. Like, I oh, we need to stop him. We moment. need to cut him Later. off. Cut him off quick. Cut him off. He's going to bring trap balls into this conversation. Get him out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that, that's another whole story because even though it is superior to the regular mouse i know that but, but uh i don't i never use controller unless i have to drive in a game and which i hate doing but if i have to drive in a game i'll, I'll switch to the controller what about elite do on it uh elite keyboard and mouse all the time really i never use yeah, i never use control but see the thing is my my keyboard is a programmable so my there's a lot of things i can do in a programmable keyboard that i can't do on a regular keyboard yeah but flying so, a spaceship We've, we've... It's, yeah, it's easy. Oh, I don't know if dude, I like dude, that. Dude, trackball and programmable keyboard. I have no problems at yeah. all. Comic Clown says, I agree with everything Claxon said about that game. There you go. That's yeah, cool. I... Yeah, the, the, the other thing I like about it, one more thing, um, is... The, the, How long the, has it been the, around? The thing... <laughs> it's been around <laughs> three or four years, I think, in Korea. How long has Only a few been days around? here. Don't don't start him off. Um, <laughs> is with Final Fantasy, I felt like if you like, you have to be really immersed in the story to really enjoy that game. And sometimes when I get on a game, I kind of like to skip some of the story stuff and get really into the dungeons and raids and the combat. And what I like about Lost Ark is the story is quite simple. Like it uses like typical like game tropes. You know the good guys versus the bad guys. The... Even the ba even the bad acting, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the voiceovers voice are, are great. Awesome. The voiceover <laughs> for this game is is not They're good. But, like, but you know, tell me, yeah, I don't think any JRPGs have good Western English voiceovers in general. Yeah, that's part. Of, that's the real problem. It's not that right. they don't want to be good. It's just that they, they. But you know what? Again, I go back to the thing again. If you have a game. It's, and it's popular. It's gotten popular. You're making some money on it. Why would you not hire people that can do proper voiceover dubs? They're out there. They exist. I've seen games. They ain't got no before. money because it's free to play. <laughs> but no, they have money, though. That's the point. The game's gotten popular. Don't tell me they don't have money. They do. But I was watching Nick play it for a little while because he wanted because they were doing an update in the lead. So he switched over to see what it was like. And I'm listening to these voice actors. I'm cracking up because I'm sitting there just watching. Hey, let's do this. Whoa, what do you think about what? And I'm like, oh my god, what <laughs> do is that this? face again? That was, it was awful. someone, it was someone terrible. capture that face, rewind it, and put it in the Discord. The one it, where he's got the puppy <laughs> eyes looking up. I'm going it was back awful for that. overacting, bad dubbing. It, it looked like I was watching some of the old, the old Chinese kung fu movies, right? Where the lips move and nothing matches, and yeah. just and they're just going, hey, you, I'll do it. You're definitely, like that. you're like, definitely, definitely 
I'm going to go back and get that puppy-eyed looking up <laughs> face there. You're being a sticker tonight. I got that's a good face, man. <laughs> but but I, I'm yeah. not knocking the, the graphics. And I, and I was watching the play, and I'm trying to look at the graphics. And some of the graphics look great, and other ones look like, I, I don't know, man. They have their hair, right? Their hair stays in one position and never moves yeah, but at you, all, ever. Yeah, it but just I think, sits yeah, like but I think, the I think, MMO. Yeah, but I just think, <laughs> I think Gray's... How do I explain this? I don't think he's very open-minded. I think your your view on games is that they should all be done properly like this. But if you've no. watched how them great them games for, have progressed, they're like that's that. Not, that's not true, though, because when I watch the Final Fantasy games, even though that's not my kind of game, okay, the dubbing is... is I'm not going to say it's stellar, but it's definitely better than, than Lost Ark. And the graphics are better, and the hair actually moves some. I mean... But here it was just like it was like the guy was wearing concrete on his head, and he'd just go like this, and the hair would just, it wouldn't just I, it wouldn't I, do anything. I kind of disagree because um, I think this is an MMO, right? So the world is huge, right? Like it's a, it's a massive server, so you're not going to get that kind of graphical fidelity. People that play MMOs aren't looking for right, amazing right, graphics right. right they're looking for the battles and right. you compare it to final fantasy but if you compare it to like final fantasy 14 the mmo i think graphically they're both actually on par i'd say I lost the graphics actually are really good a little bit more advanced than lost ark nick really, like, final really liked the game 14. when he was playing it no but the thing is for <laughs> me you've got to realize for me um i like the aspect of of going through and fighting and pressing the buttons and killing things and picking up loot. But I weren't in the game long enough to get to that part. I was doing a tutorial, which was teaching how to move, how to do the controls. And yeah. it was at the that end of my stream. Winter. And obviously, like I said, when I stream it, because I'm streaming mainly Elite now, the minute I left Elite, everybody dropped off. So yeah, I'm there playing it on Twitch to three or four people. Um, and... I'm trying to get used to the controls and I'm trying to like, like I should have been doing that offline on my own really before doing anything. Um, cause I just jumped into it, but I actually thought the game's got potential. Um, if you're someone that loves Diablo or you like, um, path of exile, this is just like an endless version of it really. Cause you played, you played Diablo, you go through the story, you go back to the start, you start again, you keep going through on harder ratings. But this, like you're saying, is so massive. This seems like, it's something where you've got reason to keep playing, you know? If you like it, then you're going to love it. And one more thing. <laughs> I'll keep saying that. Um, one thing I like, too, um, is when you play the bosses in the dungeons, they have a lot more kind of complex mechanics. Sometimes I find in Warcraft and maybe Final Fantasy is I've gotten so used to the the mechanics and the things that those bosses do that I actually found Lost Ark's a little bit more dynamic and complex, so I, I couldn't really predict what was going to happen next, yeah. um, which I really enjoyed too. So yeah, maybe this game, it, it it was an instant hit for me. Maybe for you it's more of a, a grower than a shower. Do you think, so you're gonna, you think you're going to play it a lot then? So, yeah. we're, so, Although, we're getting, well, so we're not getting you back in Elite then? Well, he hasn't been back in the league for a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, like... <laughs> like, where, where, you know... Yeah, yeah this so is going yeah. to be my fine. baby for a while until um, Elden, Rock, El 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 Elden Ring comes yeah. out in, like, yeah. Yeah. what, like a week and a half, a week? 
And then um, I want to watch you play that game and die all the time. It's going to be great. Comic said they tried to do good <laughs> graphics uh, in an MMO in New World, and look what happened there. But that's, I'm going to be honest, at New World, that's put me off. That's really, really put me off buying games because I don't, I shouldn't have done it. I never wanted to do it, but basically everyone was going so mad about New World. Me and Gray played the demo and we thought, oh, that seems all right. Um, yeah. And I thought it was a game that everyone was going to get on. It was going to be so, like, brilliant. And I played it and it was all right, but the game just dropped off. Everybody just died out and the game never went any further. And I just feel like, man, I just threw 40 quid away. Yeah, I agree with you. I think everybody's complaining about the end game. They said it's great up until a certain point and then that's it. And it just, just all flops down at that point. Yeah. Man. Right. I mean, I mean, I think it's hard. It's difficult to make a good MMO last. You got to be good at it. You know, so I, I get it. It's not that. I think the problem with an MMO is, is, is not that you've got to be good at it. You've got to stay active in it. You've got to stay right. enjoying it. And if you get anything that gets slightly repetitive or boring and it doesn't yeah, give you done. that wow factor of like, I'm earning something here, then you're mm -hmm. out the door, you know, yeah. and you find it hard to come back to that. And I think I think players, and I don't play World of Warcraft, but I think players that do play World of Warcraft, I have played it, I think the reason why that game's so popular is because it was one of the first of its kind that was that big. And I feel like the reason why you always go back to it is because of the nostalgic moments you get from it. If that came out today brand new, I don't think people would jump on board at all with it. And that's why I think it's so hard now for an MMO to come out because everyone's comparing to World of Warcraft. But you've got to realize when you're comparing it to World of Warcraft, you've got to compare it to 20 years ago to now. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, World of Warcraft doesn't, if you think about their player base, very little of it, little of it comes from new players. Yeah. It's, it's all people that are older that played it when they were kids in their bedrooms in the 80s and 90s or whatever, whenever it came out. Um, and you still like that feeling. It's like me playing Transport Tycoon. It's a game that if I showed you right now, you'd be like, that looks crap. But And I'd be like, no, it's well good because of this. But you'd be like, nah, man. Yeah, it makes you feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. yeah there's, right? there's plenty of old MMOs that people are still playing by the thousands. RuneScape, I think, is people are still old playing. Old school right? RuneScape. Yeah. On mobile, even. That's the next level. Chop the wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't bring back those bad memories. <laughs> I've seen I've seen people streaming it, and they're literally there for hours, just pressing the button, and then the guy's yeah. like here, and then he's there, and he's got the axe, he's here, and he's there, <laughs> and the XP's flying up. <laughs> they're reading yes. a book. They're reading a book while they're pushing the button. To <laughs> so, um. To wrap up uh, Lost Ark, there I think there's a good four or five really active players in the community, Nick. So um, yeah, if you are looking to play, we are playing on the East North American in. East server, and we're playing on uh, Carter. So yeah, K A yeah, R D A. So yeah, free to play. It's on Steam, and reach how out many, to how many players or have you else. had together at one time, and what's it like? Does it scale? Up, does it scale up monsters by players? So if there's four of you together, will more more spawn or will it be the same? I haven't really played it um, with anyone else. With other people, yeah, I've played it quite individually. I played it with my friend here last night. Um, well, in and... an MMO room, there's always like three or four people playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. But um... yeah, I'll, I'll find out. Yeah, but oh, um... that's that's one thing I wanted to say quickly, which I forgot to put in here as well. Um, when you mentioned MMO room, um, on the Discord. 
I've changed around all the rooms, I've cleaned it all up, and I've moved stuff around. Um, and like I said earlier on with the Discord subs, um, if anyone subs over uh, the $10, which is the next one above that is $12, um, you basically can get your own room, private room, in the Discord. Um, we've already got two in there at the moment. Um, one of them's a whiskey room for Yoda, and Cheney's got a retro room. Um, and it's quite good. I really enjoy it because, obviously, it's supporting me. It's helping everybody in the Discord with their own rooms. And you can have a private room. You can lock it, or you can call it whatever you want. So if anybody's interested in getting their own room in the Discord uh, for everyone to see and to get involved in, like, with your own topic... Um, then yeah, just check it out, and and it'll be underneath the uh, show notes. I hear there's going to be a dog room too, uh, just for Claxon. <laughs> you're going to get a written letter after this. Look at look at he's trying to. You're going to get a written letter dog right now. Gray's I just gonna... text Carlo. It's like, can you show yeah. the dog some attention? Gray's going to get like, the typewriter he's... out, and he's going to write you a letter saying you cannot have dogs on the podcast. No, I like <laughs> dogs. We should. I would do a whole podcast about dogs if we could, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> Right, let's um move on. You're all done with that, yeah? Right, I want to talk about a game called Pathway. Now, Clax, did you bring this up at some point? Pathway? Yeah. I don't... I don't did I? I don't think so. I'm sure Not someone Pathway. mentioned to me a game called Pathway, and I can't remember who it is. Maybe you were looking at Steam, and you looked at all the indies, and you just, you, you know, because you like... No, no, no. I don't know where... Some, I'm sure someone did. But anyway, I went on to Xbox Game Pass, and I thought, you know what? Um, I've got a few hours. Um, I'm not going to get into Elite like I do. I'm going to switch off. I'm going to shut everything down. And I'm going to get an old school looking game like an indie. And I'm just going to switch off from the world and just get stuck into it. Which I don't very often get the chance to do because I've always got stuff on my mind what I've got to do. Or if, if I'm ever sitting at this desk, it's like there's emails popping up. Or there's someone needing to talk to me or there's something going on. Or I've got to do some kind of work for something that we're doing. And so I don't really get much time. But um, I had some spare time. So I looked at this game on Xbox Game Pass. And it was called Pathway. And it well reminds me of the original XCOM. Like the graphics are the same. Um, but the way the game's made up is totally different. But it's got the same. And I don't know if any of you remember XCOM where it's like turn-based strategy. And you move your characters around. You get like certain amount of moves and you can pick what you want to do in the moves. Now, I thought this had a really good spin on it. What it is, and I'll try and describe it as best I can from the start. So the game seems to be all based around um, Nazi Germany and you're an explorer. So it, it's it's got the feel of Indiana Jones. It makes me feel like the original Indiana Jones game. You know, you've got the whip and you're like you're running across ledges and stuff like that. Um, even though it has no ledgers in this game. Um, so what happens is the map comes up and you'll be at starting point A and it'll be a map of a desert. And it's all like, I think the word for it of them graphics is shell, shell I can't even say the word, cell shading. Is that right? I don't know if one of you... Cell shading, yeah. Cell shading. It up. So yeah. it's like old school graphics. Um, and what it is, you pick, there's like a whole, a whole card and there's like 10 characters on there. Most of them are all locked. And you read their stats and you like one will be with a rifle, one specializes in say hand combat, one will have a sword, one will have a shotgun, and there's loads of different stuff you can have. There's all different types of armor. And basically what happens is you pick like three characters to take into the game with you. So I picked like 
uh, one normal guy, I picked um, a nurse, like a lady, um, which was a nurse as a medic. And I picked a guy that had a shotgun. And basically, you start the game. What happens is you start on like this coin and there's pathways going all over this map. So you can only imagine it like a spider web of, of lines on a map. And what happens is you will take your your group to the first coin. It'll be the only one available. So you, you click the button and it drives you from the first one to the second one. And then what happens is it's got a randomly generated pop-up. So what happens is it's like a story that you read um, that's interactive. So as you're reading it, it will be animated on the side. Um, and it will be some kind of like Indiana Jones sort of story. So it will be like you found a temple. Um, outside the temple, there's a Nazi vehicle. Could there be Nazis inside? You don't know. And then it says, do you want... It's a bit like the old storybooks. You know, where you had all the, the numbers in the back and you used to roll the dice and that. And it would take you down different paths. Um, and what you do is you pick what it says. So it, it could be like one of your characters might have like a special ability where they can um, talk for you. So it's sort of like, do you go into the temple? Do you want to sneak away from the temple and pass it? Or there might be a special ability where it says, do you want to peek inside and take a quick look before? And then you can like pick one of them. And what happens is you follow the storyline through. Um, and it and as you're going along, when you're on the map screen, you get like supplies, you get ammo, and you get fuel. Now, you're moving around the map in a Jeep. So if I click from the first one to the second one, it will use one fuel to get to the next pot, point. And basically what you're doing is you're going through these this game jumping from circle to circle and you're trying to reach the end of the map and there's all these different routes to take and along the way you've got shops um, and what happens is when you get to these circles say you do get to a temple um, and there's like Nazis there and you click right attack the Nazis what happens is it drops straight into um, turn-based combat and you have like you'll have like two moves you can move your character or you can fire a gun or you can move your character and reload and it comes up just like XCOM used to, with all the bars along the bottom, like to hide and stuff like that. It works very much the same with cover, where you've got half a shield or a full shield um, to stay in cover. And what happens is, it's all turn-based, and as you're killing people and going through the game, you'll build up XP. And at the end of the level, which I really, really liked, is basically, you'll have um, like little mini loot boxes. So if I kill all the Nazis, it'll come back, it'll, they'll all go up in XP, like, so all your characters can grow individually. Um, and there'll be, like, little loot boxes. So if you do a really big uh, mission and you complete it and you kill everyone, you might get, like, five loot boxes. You click them, it'll turn over, and it could be, like, rare armor, or it could be a rare gun, or it could be, like, fuel or supplies, because you need, every time you move forward, you need one more fuel. Um, and the object of the game is to basically work your way through the map and get to the X. Uh, and there's like five major maps that you can do. The first one's like one one solid screen with the map on it. Um, as you go further into the game, they get bigger. So like you finish that map, it moves you. It, the whole map moves over. You get another map. Um, and this game just took me straight back to like XCOM, and I just loved it. And it was very basic, very easy, very relaxing, um, and very simple to just play the level. Click after. It's quite exciting. You play the level. And then it's like, oh, what loot am I getting? And my son started playing this. He completed it already because he got so into it. But it's like, oh, I got this gun. Oh, I got that. Oh, I've got this. And me and him was talking at the same time. Um, but what I liked about it was it was it had a lot of replayability because 
when you die, if your people die in the field, it says game over. Them characters go back to the main menu of the board of characters. And what happens is their XP's up. So you can pick them again, but they'll start with the gear that they lost on the last one. So you start the level again, but you've upgraded all your gear and stuff. Um, and what I found really interesting about the game was, because it's randomly generated, you start to recognize certain scenarios. You start to know where to go and what to do. And so you find yourself like in a challenge where you sort of, you sort of already know where you, you learn where you want to go with it. Um, and then it's got like this really weird twist where you'll be going to a tile and it'll be, there's a new character here. Do you want to, you can unlock him. And what happens is if you meet certain criteria, you unlock these new characters uh, and the new characters, when you die, you go back out and they're there. So you could pick a new character. They might have a special skill or they might have a new kind of weapon. Um, but I found this game like really, really relaxing. It's on Xbox Game Pass. And I I just went through the whole game. And it's not for everyone. Like if you if you need graphics like Grey does, um, then you're not going to like it. But if you can handle the gameplay and the sort of like thinking side of it as a strategy game, then you really, really will like it. Like I don't, I can't imagine Gray playing it, but Clax, I can imagine you playing it. Are you looking at it now? Yeah, yeah, I was checking it out. I, I often, for me, I see indie games as kind of like a palate cleanser. Yeah. Between maybe AAA games that I play, so I dabble. The last one I played was Eastwood. Yeah. I think that's on the Game Pass now, and that was really enjoyable. But is that the one? Yeah. With the when torch? you said, what's that? Is that the one where you got the torch? It's dark, and you're looking around, and it lights up where you're looking. No, I think that might be Death's Door. Um, I'm not sure. East Eastwood's the one that where like you you're like a miner and it's like a, a dungeon crawler. Um, it's hmm. pretty cool, but yeah, it sounds good. Like, I I love a good indie game. I always dabble in them. They're often cheaper, more accessible. Yeah, um, and I, I agree like... with the, there's there's something you said at the start that I found really interesting, which was. Um, you, you kind of compared them to AAA games, and I kind of agree with you where there's less rules. Yeah. There's less pressure to deliver an amazing game. You haven't got a big publisher mm. breathing down your neck, giving you direction on where the game should go. So I do tend to find they, they're a little bit more distinctive, and because the developers have more control of where they can take the game, so you get a lot more creativity, things you haven't seen before, like often there's like little things that they that are like homages yeah but i felt uh, like they tried to bring to play. they tried to bring this game as a small indie game but they tried to renew a genre of game that's now dead and buried you know you get the turn based strategy now yeah but they're always amazing graphics they're always trying to put so many mechanics into the game to keep up with today um technology in, in games basically um but this was very simple i i could literally sit there um, my brain is not like working overtime to try and work out what I'm doing, like skill trees and stuff like that. It was just like, oh, that's a wicked gun. I'll put that in. Oh, if I move that there, I'll kill him. Then I'll kill him. And it was just like very, very laid back. And it wasn't like very like worrying about dying because you're like, if I die, I'll go back to the beginning, but I'll still be leveled up. Make progress. Yeah, and I'll start again. Um, And I was saying to my son, like, you can play this game. I said, don't worry about dying. Um, let yourself die if you need to, and then go back to the beginning, but you've already got that extra bonus what you've unlocked. So, um, yeah, I really like the game. Is it, is it something you'd try playing or not? 
Oh, I'll definitely. You you had me at like indie turn-based strategy game. So all right, because I don't know many I people was... that play uh, turn-based games. You, I know a lot of people. That, I know a lot of people that bad graphics. Oh there's my god! A, I know it's I was watching. Big market, Honestly, right? you've got no lie. I was watching Gray there, yeah, when I was talking, and I was thinking and to myself. Wincing. I was thinking to myself, like, should I put it on him and do like you know the school teacher moment where you go, "What do you think, Gray?" And he would have been like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Well, let me have like, one one comment that I always wonder about, and maybe you have an answer to it. Um, I like the, the a lot of the game. The only thing I don't like about the game is the graphics. But when I'm watching some, like, let's say I'll watch you play one of those yeah. games, Nick. I'll get into the fact that the story is good. I'll get into the fact that it's original. I'll get into the fact that there's there's talent behind it. Then I look at the graphics and I go, but why? I think that's so like blinkered. I just can't do it. But why? I just can't do it. I don't. You've played these games. You're older than us, so you've played all of these games. Well, I'll 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 give you, I'll give you kind of an example. I many years for many 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 years, I used to collect comic books, like 40, 50 years, whatever, and. As the, the progression of comics went through the years, the, a lot of the artists started getting better and better and better and better until you started looking back at the old books and you start going like, well, there were, those are fun to read and I enjoyed them and everything. But you look at, back at the art now and you're like, ugh. And you're, and you're looking at the talent now with the same good stories and all of a sudden the artwork is just stellar. And so it's I can't go backwards on that. I just, I just, I just can't. Now... What I would like to see, though, is I would love to see the talent of the people putting those games together and maybe infusing them somehow with a little bit more money, not, not, to, not to kill their creativity, but a little bit more money to be able to do something with the graphics and how amazing the game could be beyond what it is right now. But that never, never, yeah, never seems I, to happen. I think you're too... I think you're too looking at AAA titles. That, I think that's the problem for you. No, but I don't... I think you're missing the ex- trick of an indie game. No, no, I'm not expecting it to be AAA graphics. I'm just saying to be somewhere in between, let's say. Like 8-bit, AAA, yeah, but somewhere no, think, in the middle. I st- honestly, I think you're missing it because you've got to realize when you look at this game, like if you physically look at the turn-based strategy of this game, if I put mm-hmm. XCOM up, and if you look in Cheney's room in the Discord, which is room near the bottom, I've got an actual screenshot of, of um, XCOM in there on the field. Mm-hmm. If you have a look at that and then you have a look at this game, yeah, you'll mm-hmm. see the graphics have been designed to be identical. Oh yeah, yeah of course. You know, so they so the developers have purposely put these bad graphics in to give you the right. nostalgic feel of going back to a game like XCOM. Sure. But, and I I'm, and I'm not knocking it. I think that's what you want to do. It, I get it. It's just not for me. But I'm just saying that if if it was a world that I would like, I would like to see that game with not AAA doesn't have to be AAA, but something in between that's better. That would that would then I would definitely. Uh, there is know, one. There's, there's one called Xenofret. Is it Xenofret? It's on my know. Steam I'm library. Not, I'm not familiar with it. Um, I tell you what combo I like is when the when you have the indie game and that kind of two bit style with like a really really good soundtrack. Two bit, really lower than eight music. bit. Yeah, eight bit, eight bit, <laughs> not two bit. Two percent, two bit. You'd only have these little blocks running around, <laughs> yeah, like pong. Be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I love the graphics of eight bit and indie games because it's a bit like people still go and see Picasso. Picasso only had paint. You mean Picasso? Had, um, <laughs> that's what I just said, didn't I? You put Picasso. It's Picasso. 
Oh, here yeah. we go. Oh, God, like... <laughs> This how far? Is extreme how far UK, is he? Is how far is he willing to go to try and win this point? <laughs> I don't know. Like making fun of how I talk. Um, uh, I, I love, love your flags. Get a man. I, I love that style. Like, like I said to you, I like I like going into a big AAA graphic intensive game and then coming out and then enjoying the indie thing. And like you said, Nick. It, it gives you that fuzzy feeling that you had when yeah. you were a kid and you really got into video games. I don't know if you've seen Ratatouille, but it's like that moment in Ratatouille where at the end he goes to the restaurant, he he eats the Ratatouille, and then, then like a big visual of him as a kid comes up of his mum's Ratatouille. Yeah, this is I going in a weird direction. Yeah, um, but, but it's yeah, just like that, that feeling you used to have, right? Yeah, you're going in a weird direction, but as well for me, it's um, it goes deeper than that. I think for me... I have to be in a room with all the lights off on my own and it has to be silent and I have to be on my own because that's I, I feel like that's how I was when I was like, what, I don't know, 15 or whatever then. I would be in my room. There'd be no one around. I'd be on my own. I'd be in a corner and I'd be like, right, I'm going to play this game. And one I really, one of them I really got into, I don't know if you ever played this, Sim Tower. Have any oh, of you ever played that. Sim Tower? Yeah, oh, it's cool. a wicked little game. And like you're putting all your shops in and I can hear the shops and the rain so like when you hover over your level if you go to that like second floor and you've got like shops there they've obviously recorded sound of like a coffee shop and it just be like people talking <laughs> and like background noise and like i like can hear possible. that whenever i think of that i know that sound and you know what it goes so deep that i remember them, them sounds remind me and nostalgic like i get this nostalgic moment of being in a thunderstorm because one day i was playing it and it was a massive thunderstorm outside. And I remember it being all rainy and dark. And I was in the corner of my room and the rain was hitting the window. And it was like, I was putting these coffee shops in. And I was like putting my underground like lift and all, all my train station and that in. And I remember just sitting there thinking like it's raining. And, and now it, it doesn't run on. I don't think you can get it to run on windows now. But if you could, I know it would take me straight back to that moment back then. Like it's crazy. But I have to be in the same setting. Like, I have to be doing it on my own. Like the kids are running around. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, Ubi said something. He he was saying for me, I see the problem now is that is that the graphics and whizzy effects are taking away from the gameplay. Yeah, some games are some games are starting to feel like you're watching a movie or rather than playing a game. I agree that some things are like that, but not th not everything is like that. I mean, you know, I've I play some RPGs, God of War, for instance, right now, or Witcher Three, if you want to use an example. If it's a really good RPG, yeah, you want to be involved in it like a movie. I mean, I feel like I'm in almost in the HBO series when I play Well, I've Witcher got a problem 3. with that game. What game? We've got a war. You can't play it because you're left-handed? Nope. I was watching oh. comic. <laughs> I've never seen anyone lift a tree like that. Yeah. Wasn't that great? But it just I picks love it up that. like it's a paper bag. And then he just exactly. chucks it on his shoulder. This is a tree. Realize... This ain't a little you... tree. This is a full-size tree. Yeah, you realize he is a god, right? Yeah, but I don't care if he's a god. Kratos At least make god, it look like, like you make it look like it's got some weight. Oh, dude, you get the game. The fights in that game are so good and so, and the sound design is excellent. Like I was watching I comics mean, player I, earlier on, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna get this tree," and it, it's not like he just grabs it and like there's there's like some physics where he's like, Whoa, and he picks it up and he can carry it. it well, later like, on, the, later it's like the, the computer not... people that have designed it have just gone. No, it's not like that. It, it later is. in the game, you'll see, you'll see where he's up against. Comic still playing things. it now. What's the game like, Comic? <laughs> Apart from the trees with your little toe. 
it's it's a it's such a great game. I'd recommend it for anybody to play. It's really good. But the story is really excellent. And that's what I like. The voice acting, the story, you get involved in it, you get excited about it, you get emotional How about it. How far are you into cetera, it, Greg? Uh thirty seven hours now. How come oh, you haven't playing it? How come you haven't spoke about it? it? How come what? You haven't done it on the pod yet, or have you? I did do it on the pod. What last week? Wanna go back a yeah. pot or two and, and yeah. Oh, right. I wasn't listening to already. him. I wasn't yeah, listening I to him like... how he wasn't listening to me just now. <laughs> I heard everything you said, eight bit, and I played That's this. All you heard. No, no, no. Oh man. I watched you play the game. I told you What's everybody me, in the chat's views about Gray and his graphics? With it's, look, it's bits. never gonna happen, but if I could take your game that you played and up the graphics some, I would love I would like it. Not A A A point of the game. <laughs> I know, I get it. I get it. I understand that. I really do. But hey, there's a, there's a couple of simple games out there. Uh, what was that game I played? EXO I, that I that I reviewed on the podcast. Very very simple game, but the but the gameplay is so fun that I really enjoyed it. And if but you go back graphics. and see that, yeah, for for what it is, yes. <laughs> it wasn't right. triple A style, but it was really good. It was fun. It was right. a totally. We don't agree with you. You know. <laughs> I know. Well, that's okay. That's Flex, what makes agree the podcast. With <laughs> that's what makes the podcast great we know he's valid like yeah, no, yeah we cool. all have a viewpoint right i mean i, I yeah, get where you're coming well. from because i like turn-based and rts you know i just like the, the the more on the on the you know better graphic ones but i like that kind of stuff i like that was the games i grew up on uh the star trek games that i mentioned that thank god that god finally revived and brought back the old star trek games i'll play those yeah. anytime anytime right. and anyway anyway it doesn't matter We've got to move on. Doesn't Sorry matter. to cut you off. Because um, we've got loads of questions. And do you know what? We're going longer lately. Well, it's because it's so interesting and we're great. Because we're so interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get into some questions. Um, we'll do the question same as normal. Uh, I'll read the question out and then you two can tell me your views on it. Um, and the first question comes from Cal. And he says, uh, hypothetically speaking, if hardware prices remain forever at a massively inflated rate, uh, would you continue to build your own systems or would you give in and buy pre-built? If you'd carry on building, uh, would you make sacrifices or changes to how you buy and build in order to make it affordable long-term? Hmm. These days, because it's so expensive, I would think you have to you have to look at the pre-builds just to see whether you can eke out a good computer for a decent price. I would never, ever, ever, ever say that until now. The yeah. prices have gone completely bonkers. I get yeah. so many emails now for people that, um, probably more than before when ever, when it was all available, because people are, are finding it harder to find stuff now. Um, yeah. So I get so many emails where people are saying to me, uh, I want to build a computer. I want you to build it for me. Uh, what's the best thing for my budget? What's the best thing for this? And basically, I have to say to them, like, look, a pre-built is going to give you everything. It's going to give you everything that's... Um, sorry, my daughter's just come upstairs and she's wandering around next to me. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah, go down. I can't talk when you're standing. She's she's literally got behind my <laughs> desk and she's like just like there. And I'm like, what are you doing? Shoo, shoo, get out. She wants to be on live. Um, she's waiting for me to watch a film with her, you see. Um, ah. She's only here for a couple of days. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, people send me emails and basically... I have to say to them, like, look, if you want to get a high-end graphics card, uh, like a 3080 or something, you're best off now going with a pre-built because it's almost like you're getting the rest of the machine for free because what's happening is 
the price of that graphics card is so high to buy on its own when you buy it in a pre-built because they're coming pre-built and the companies are buying in massive bulk they're now using this to their advantage so they're like if you buy a pre-built you can get a 2080 you know and i know some companies that were only buying stock to put in pre-builts because it's much easier to shift now and it's cutting all the business like i'm all right because i do like literally one-off high-end builds but if you're someone that's building like uh pcs and just throwing them out then these people are, are going to undercut you any day i couldn't keep up with their prices you know i think i, I think uh, what's a shame though is that even some of the pre-builds now are getting to be expensive really that's bad oh yeah for everybody Not super I've expensive seen, but they're but they've been moving up slowly yeah everyone that i've seen but i don't think the prices are moving up slowly i think what's happening is they're realizing that's now going to be the new price you know, going a back new, two a years, new bottom, you ain't going to see yeah. them prices ever again. Do you think NVIDIA yeah. is going to be like, oh, we used to sell our card for £1,000. Now we're selling it for £3,000. Hold on, we've got more stock. Let's sell them for £1,000 again. No way that's going to happen. That's going to be the right. new pricing system because they know that you want it. And I can tell you now, they would rather make 10 of them, say, and sell them to you for three grand rather than make 20 of them and sell you for 1500 so that's if that's the case i'll be keeping my 37 that's what the, but years. that's the thing that's <laughs> the point every single person i've spoke to that's got a decent build is like i'm not upgrading you know how many people do you know that have got above uh a 9900k yeah it's, most it's, people yeah. keep the 9900k and they don't go forward because there's, there's not that much difference and the problem you're getting with all the new stuff now like the the 12th gen is uh ram is really hard to get hold of it's stu stupidly expensive. Lots of people are now going for the gen before because keeping their DDR4 RAM and they're overclocking it because it's hitting the same speeds as DDR5 without all the problems or price. Mm. You know, 9900K still can, can still put enough power out to keep up uh, with all the games and that. So you don't really need to do that, you know? Um, that makes you wonder that whether, whether Intel, AMD, NVIDIA, and all the others are really even making money anymore off the off the oh consumer. trust me they're making money all right <laughs> oh i know but but i'm saying i don't know if they're making Didn't it nvidia just all, hit like one of the, the most profitable companies or something right but that's, i but i think but, but, but yeah but but we're forgetting something they make a lot of money in the commercial area too a lot so i'm wondering what the balance is now as to where they make most of their money i don't think they make most of their money on consumers anymore i Maybe think it's not. more in the commercial end and unfortunately for us consumers that's not a good thing yeah yeah But uh, we'll, we'll guess we're going to see going forward. But I don't think it. I don't think it bodes well, to be honest. I, I really don't. Yeah. And um, if the, and, and if, if the pre-builds keep going up, it's gonna. It, man, you're not gonna have any computers that are affordable anymore, for gamers yeah, yeah. at least. No. Um. But it also, it says, um, would you make sacrifices or changes to how you buy and build in order to make it affordable long term? Um. For me, my I don't have a plan. My plan is to wing it and see how it goes. I don't know where it's going. I don't know how it's going to change. You know, for me, I feel like PCs now in the whole custom PC building area, and I'm talking purely like there is a lot of influencer builders out there now. When I first started, mm -hmm. there was only a few people doing it. So if you built a normal PC, lots of people were interested. But now you've got hundreds of people. If you go on Instagram, there's hundreds of people that are building custom PCs. But I feel like now you've got an advantage if you're like me where you know a lot of a lot of companies that are willing to help you out you've got a massive advantage because you mm -hmm. get them parts easier and quicker than other people trying to buy them 
So it sort of like squashed all the influences and only the people that have been there from the beginning are the ones that are getting like the good stuff because they're only going to give it to the best who they see making the best stuff, you know? But the thing that's a shame is that the, the better computers are all going to be in a museum. <laughs> we'll be able, only be able to look at them in, on displays. We won't be able to own them ever. Nah. That's... What were you going to say, Clex? Um, so I agree with everything you said. The, the bit that I struggle with when it comes to pre-bill is who to trust. Yeah. Because, um, like if you take someone like Dell, I, I hear... Well, you say that, but doesn't Dell own Alienware, which is yeah, your computer? which is why they uh, bought it, yeah. But I, I just hear horror stories of people getting uh, PCs shipped out to them without, like, proper thermal paste. Do you remember Compaq? Uh, really? They kind, of, they, they, they kind of can cheap out on some parts and not others, so you think you're getting a great GPU, but, like, the RAM you've got is yeah, well, rubbish. I can tell you a story, which is which I see a lot. I'll see someone come to me and they'll go, I want to get a build. And what I do straight away is I go low, medium or high. What's the price? Is it what well, it used to be? Is it up to 500 pound? Is it up to 1500 pound? Or is it over the top of three grand? Like there's three, there's three major price brackets that go in them areas. Um, and what I would do is in my head, I already know the parts for them price ranges. And I'll be like, this is the parts. If you want to go with a small, this is the part medium, this is part big. Um, and I would always use top quality stuff. Every part will be well-known name, um, which is like really good reputation. Now, what happens is you get people come to you and they go, can you build me a custom PC? And I go, yeah, what's your budget? Uh, 1,500 quid. All right, so the best you can get for 1,500 quid, in my opinion, is this. And I showed them the parts list. And they'll go, yeah, but I've just gone on eBay and I can see the same parts list. But it's not the same parts list. It says like i7, doesn't even say what processor it is. And it will say um, 3,600 RAM or whatever. Um, and they'll come back to me and say, yours is 1,500 quid, but this guy's selling it for 900. Yeah. And I'll be like, all right, well, I can guarantee you that for that price uh, and the profit margins that he's got on that build for the parts and then bits. Um, and this, you've got to take into consideration he could be buying it in massive bulk stock um, and getting the price down, but it still wouldn't be that much. The, the, the issue is, they then come to me and go, all right, I'm not going to go with you. I'm going to go with that guy. Yeah. And what happens is the, the computer turns up at their house. Um, and when you open it up, it's got a power supply that's worth 20 quid in it. They've saved over 100 quid there. You know, the RAM will be some cheap ass RAM. Um, yeah. It's always the RAM. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which has got the speed, but it's not got the reliability um, or it's not it's not stable enough. Uh, the case it will be in a 25 quid case that's all like flimsy and bendy, you know, uh, and it ain't even got a window on it. It's got a bit of plastic uh, and stuff like that. And that's what they do. They cut back on the on the cheapy bits, the motherboard as well. They'll put a really cheap motherboard in there because it's stuff that you don't know what you're looking at. Um, and do you know what? I find that I've when, I, when this first used to happen to me, I used to get a bit bitter about it because I don't know what it is about people, but they will come to you, ask you your opinion or ask you for a build, and you'll go, this is the build list, and they'll take that build list, go elsewhere, or they'll go to eBay, buy a computer, and I'll go, and they'll go, like, I've got this computer, and I'll be like, oh, right, I wouldn't have got that, but fair enough, that's what you want to do, if it's about money, fine. But then what will happen is, it will turn up, and the first person they ring is me, and go, can you change this, because it's got a poor part in it, or 
it breaks and they go, can you do this for me because it's now broken? And I used to be like, do you know what? You could have come to me. I told you the truth. You looked at me like I was trying to like take money from you, like without without reason, when really I'm very trustworthy and I really like to make sure people get a good price, you know? And then because I used to be like pretty bitter about it and be like, look, you know, you, you chose your, you made your bed now lie in it. But nowadays I go to people, look, you've, you've learned next time. Now listen to what I'm going to say. Like, because it's, there's reason why I'm saying it to you, you know? And then meanwhile, that part will cost a thousand dollars. Yeah. I'll take that motherboard out, but the next one's like inflated by double because of what you did. Man. I'm all good. I like to, I do like to like, um, I do see Educate. a lot of stuff with pre-builts with people, with certain companies. I'm not going to name any companies, but I know there's one company that lots of people use. Um, and because they've obviously got a high flow of PCs, the quality level's gone out the window. Um, when you open their PC up, the cables are just like, they're not even run. They're just in there and they're plugged in. And you and this is on every single one. And this is a massive company. Um, and I notice it, it all depends on how passionate the company is, how big it is. If it's a big company then you're getting something. If it's something like you said, Dell, normally every single computer is the same because it's all come off a production line. If you go to some uh, somewhere which is a big company, but they're custom PC builders, you'll have a few builders that are knocking these up and they put more care into them. If you go to someone that's independent like me or another builder, not just me, but like independent people, they're going to put their heart and soul into it because that's a piece of art to them, you know? Like I always say mm. famously to everybody, when I build a computer... I've had customers before come to me because I put all my zip ties around the same direction. So when you look in there and even in the back, everything's perfectly spaced from every cable. You know, everything's twisted all the right way around. I won't have a cable running through the back where it flips over. It's all got to be perfectly lined up, you know. And that attention to detail is what gives my reputation what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, go on, what was you going to say? I said I agree. All right, sorry. Next question. Next question, next question. Uh, Dead Pet, uh, and he says, uh, have you ever bounced off a game initially only to return at a later date and think, this game's amazing. Why did I ever think otherwise? Well, I I feel like... I can't think of one, but I'm sure You're going to say The Witcher. He's going to say World of Warcraft, and I'm going to say XCOM. No. No? (laughs) I I was going to play Devil's Advocate and be like, I feel like... This is what I might be doing with Cyberpunk, with this really? new um, patch. Yeah, I I I tried it like um, a year and a half ago, and I've heard it's a really good patch update. It's very. I heard different it's going to change the game, and make it totally different to what it was. Um, so I'm 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 gonna dabble back in. So Gray's like, don't do it. Answer some question, <laughs> but like, I want I want you to do that. I want to find out what happens next week. Or the week after, give you a little more time. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even get to the Keanu Reeves bit, so you know, I can't. I can't really think of a game offhand. I'm sure there's one, but I can't think of one in memory that you know, right now that that I was bounced <laughs> off of and came back. Oh really? I do that with lots of yeah. games, but I, I find I do that with lots of games, but they're always the same games. I always go back to them. I never get bored of them, and even though I play them and I feel like I want to get bored of them, I just carry on going. That's like XCOM. Um, Transport Tycoon, uh, Rimworld—they're all games that I always want to go back to and carry on playing. But now I don't get a lot of time to do it. You know, yeah. um, just quickly, yeah. Scooby says uh, about the parts and everything we we're just talking about. He says uh, those that know pay for expertise and knowledge. 
Those that don't take a build list and often return with a pile of parts and a sob story. I've seen that <laughs> so many times. And that's exactly what happens, you know. But you do sort of, yeah. I don't know if Scooby feels like this, you do sort of feel like going like to the, you feel like going to the person and going, I feel like you thought I was a bit of a fraud, but really the person you bought the computer from was the fraud. And now you're coming back to me for the advice that you didn't take in the first place, you know. It must but, be um, well smug, smug when that conversation happens. Yeah, I do like um, Crichton. Shmee, yeah. Smug, shmee. <laughs> you know, his, head's up, his head just blows like... off. <laughs> <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Um, right, next one. We've got another one from Cal. Um, should, we, should we do the questions or we should save some for next week? I would save some for next week. I think it's always a good thing. All right, but we'll do one more. Do. Um... What I'm going to do is I'm going to do one more and it's going to be from Side of Bob because Cal's already have one. We're going to get back to Cal's one next week. But the Side of Bob one's something that's relevant to this podcast today. Um, and he said, uh, what are your thoughts on the state um, of left-handing gaming market for keyboards and mouses? And the reason why this came up was because we was talking about in the chat uh, and in the Discord and in the Twitch about me playing lost ark and it being left-handed and everyone was putting in like you know the hand things like the hand keyboards right the ones uh the yeah so, yeah, so yeah, it's one... the keys on one button um, tartarus tartarus the razor tartarus i'm not sure but then cider bob that, put in cider bob put in a left-handed mmo mouse which is from razor and um when i get some spare cash i think i might definitely buy that because it looks really good um and i've never seen one for a left-handed person which looked so because it still looks a bit like um uh like the symmetry on it it's still the same but it's it's not it's got all the buttons on the side on the right side for me so yeah 20 of them <laughs> yeah you know and they look pretty big so it looks like I've, i'd find it weird pressing side buttons cause i've never done it in my whole life but i do feel like I... it, it's it's getting better and someone's brought something pro out there and they took a big risk with doing that because just think of all the design and research that's gone into that to make it left for left-handed people. But I think left-handed people is one in ten. So you you took ninety percent your market out of that game already. Yeah, but, but what if you really if you really think about it, to make a left-handed mouse, if you just if you make the same model as the right-handed, all you're doing is flipping it like a like a. You I would, don't think you, the design and all that is as quick is as simple as pressing mirror. Well, I'm not saying it's totally simple, but I'm saying it is basically just re, just just setting up the figures. And flopping it over, it's not that hard. It's not that easy, but it's yeah, not but as hard. Yeah, but if I gave you, you the 3D, them. if I gave you like the 3D render of it, and I said, right, design that back the other way, it's not like you can just turn it upside down, though. With, with it computers has to these be days all... and, 3, and 3D planners and CAD, and CAD programs, yeah, it's not as hard as it used to be. What do you? I just had this vision. I had this vision of like, <laughs> I don't know. They're at the Corsair factory. They're like in science lab coats. And they're like, how are we going to make a left-handed mouse? And then Gray comes through the door. And with <laughs> just a, press the reverse button. Say, Look, you like, idiots, like, just do like this. A little, like, with a little mirror, and he's like, <laughs> just... No, I, would, I would sit there and go, that's why yeah. you have computers that are 3D. Just 3D it, flip it like this, and boom. Oh, yeah. Um, I To answer your question, I, I think there's a big market. It's not as big as, obviously, right-hand, right-handed... Um, people but yeah I, I i can't really answer the question because i play with right hand i've never really i've got that uh, mmo mouse but i didn't really take to it i used it a little bit in wow 
and I might get it back out, the, the Razer Tartarus um, MMO mouse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like um, if, it, if it makes if it makes games more inclusive and it makes it it makes more people being able to engage with games. Then a lot of things have it, changed right? now. They they should they should really pay attention to left-handers, and I think they are now more than they used to. But there's a lot of things that are changing now. You guys make fun of trackballs, but there's a trackball company. These are these are brave people. They came out and started their own company that makes only trackballs. There is no company that does this, none. And they're actually being very successful. They came out with their first model, put a lot of their own money into it, and then started selling. Sorry, their, did he mention trackball? Yeah, the original model, and they sold out. And now they can't even keep up with I'm the glad. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't listening there. I know. Um, not as bad as eight. Because though. Scooby's just come in and said, it said left-handed options are usually trackballs. Scooby, are you exactly. saying that just to wind me up or what? It's because of great. No, he's right. No, he's right. It really? works. He's right. <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing you could do because they wouldn't make left-handed mouse. All right, we're going back to the Corsair be... factory. Yeah? And the lab yeah, coach, they're all there. There's we're a whole team over here. They're looking and they're on the computer and they're like, oh my God, how are we going to flip this over? How are we going to make it left-handed? Gray comes in. Left-handed trackball. Smash there you go. on the floor. <laughs> on the table. <laughs> I, but the thing is, is that I'm like this. I like the idea that now we're seeing different things and more options. And Hold like on. Never what, whoa, whoa, rewind. That don't go in the same sentence as trackball. Of course it does. You have we're no seeing different things. It's a trackball. No, no. It's different because you don't use one. It's totally different. It, it, I mean, I, I can, I can tell you, I can, I'll play people on a, on a regular mouse with my trackball. The only good thing about a trackball is problem. you can take a little ball out and roll it around like a stress reliever for a little while. Yeah, that's it. How many Spun people ball. used to take their mouse ball out and just play with it while you're sitting there? Oh, it was like weighted. Yeah, it's like, it was like really yeah, heavy. Yeah, you like you take it around mouse. that. You take and your old always, mouse and you smash it and you take the ball out of it. It's you'd have to like, scrape the like the desk scum. Yeah, off yeah. The, uh, the yeah, rubber yeah, build yeah, up. Yeah, the rubber build yeah. up, yeah, to make it work again. Yeah. The little wheels. How outdated yep. just think how outdated that actually is. A little ball that has wheels on it. Yeah. <laughs> like obviously now the laser, aren't they? It's like just a laser moves around. Yeah. But um anyway, what I've got to do, boys, that's the end of the podcast. Um I want to say no. thank you to everybody for the subs uh, and just for coming in. Um, it's been quiet on the, on the actual live streams recently, so it'd be good to get everyone that's actually listening um, into the old podcast, get in the chat, get in the Discord. Go to ExtremePCUK.co.uk, get in the Discord. That's the way to do it, man. That's the way forward. Um, oh, uh, he did say one quick thing, just a quick one. Plus, uh, Cadbury Cream Egg or Reese's Milk Chocolate Peanut Buttercream Egg. Wow, that was a mouthful. Literally, I felt like I had the egg in my mouth. Cadbury cream egg or Reese's milk chocolate. Cadbury cream egg the, for me. The, I'm going with the peanut butter one. Cream egg. Can't cream beat egg. it. Yeah. Classic. I, I like chocolate and peanut butter. Scooping so that's that yolk out with. with your tongue. I'm not one of those. I'm <laughs> more like bite into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, and with that, um, stick around for the raid people. I'm going to raid someone else, even though there's not that many people in. Um, and you boys, uh, are you jumping into Discord or are you off now? I'm off. All right, I, I, will, I will see you lot tomorrow. Um, uh, and if you're around, Clax, anytime, jump in uh, uh, in the daytime. If you're working. Oh, no, you're sleeping. I'll try, I'll but apart try. from that, I will see you boys later on. Thanks for everybody for coming in, and I'll see you all on the next one. Cheers, Bye. everyone. Bye-bye. Take care. Whoa, see
I really do need to change this music. It's really, really getting boring now. <laughs> you keep saying that every time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart.